What's going on, everybody? It is Thursday, April 20th. Happy 420, you fucking stoners. And you have found the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. I'm your host, Matt Swaski, a.k.a. Southside Zoe, a.k.a. Unserious Zoe. And with me, as always, Mr. Aldo Soto. I vote, starting this week, we start doing uh, hand checks. See, see what you guys are working with. Wait, hand checks. When I hear hand checks. Don't check, get scherzered. Oh, yeah, okay. It took me a while. I thought he was talking about yeah. basketball. I thought, and dance. I, thought I, thought about, I thought you were. I thought you were talking about you know five knuckle shuffle. Like I was like, what has happened that would get me? Wait, we can do cup checks too if you yeah. guys want. Yeah, we're off to a hot start. <laughs> you know him, ladies and gentlemen. You love him. Internet sensation, NASCAR Mitch. How are we, everyone? I just had to do a story about parking garages today, so this is a breath of fresh air, despite <laughs> the fact we're talking about bad White Sox baseball. But. And then, as you notice, the four slot usually occupied by Cape Fids. Cape Fids almost lost his eye defending a group of elderly people from a vicious bear attack. They said so, something bad about Nico Horner. Yes, so. T's and P's to Cape Fids. He's out. He's on the IL this week. Might be a two-week stint. We don't know. Jerry's out. But we went to the pen, and we got my buddy. You know him as Mr. Baloney. That's Mr. Peter Fonseca. Peter, what's going on, buddy? What's up, guys? I just sent the tweet out. I'm ready to, uh, ready to, uh, Wally Pip Kfids. So yeah, shout out to me. Oh, shout I like out. it. I like no, it. I'm just kidding. I love it. I that. don't know if you Wally Pip Kfids, you might be giving Brian a run for most podcasts and videos. <laughs> on the By internet. the way, before we get into this, I-, I got a bone to pick with you here, Baloney. I, as someone that worked at a deli for three years, yeah, you picked by far the worst processed deli meat to make yourself. You like, you could have went with like El Grande salami, Black Forest ham. Chorizo was taken. Chorizo was taken. Also, Caracas Polish sausage. It wasn't my call. Just that game. That name was given to me by my wife. Fair um, That's like so, the yeah. lunch equivalent of picking like NASCAR as one of your sports nicknames. Blue, co- blue, <laughs> blue <laughs> collar, <laughs> blue collar, affordable. Can't say anything bad about baloney. Fair enough. And for okay. those of you who do not know Mr. Baloney, he is one-fourth of the Chicago Sports Bums at Shy Sports Bums, also known as the number two highest-rated minority podcast in White Sox Twitter. Um, Bears Meathead, Bourbon Bum, 2023-108 Tourney Elite 8. Uh, you can find him on the Bumcast, 9 p.m. on Mondays. And also, as someone who's attended it, I highly recommend you go and check out the Whiskey at Comiskey tailgates that these Sports Bums run fantastic they bring the Thank they you. bring the ruckus good food good drinks marginally decent people it's <laughs> it's good stuff all around but peter's gonna join us tonight i figured i told these guys that i'm in such a down place i need one of the most positive people i know in the white Sox twitter realm to get on so i know i know positive about a lot of things yeah probably not about this damn team it's gonna be uh, very hard so, so. it's gonna be very yeah. very hard so we went to the draft, bullpen and got a good reliever, unlike yes. Pedro Griffin. We got options. Oh, we'll Look at the depth we got. Yeah. We, have a lot, we have a lot to talk about. No um, deep in here. No. So with all that being said, God knows we all need one. Let's tap this guy. Free build of the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Ganty, so the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new move. Discussions and interviews. Straight rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You 
can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season, they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season, they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. As always, this show is brought to you by Sports Mockery, sportsmockery.com. Make sure you download the app, turn on push notifications, and maybe you'll get one that says the White Sox don't suck anymore. So Sports Mockery, sportsmockery.com, turn on the push notifications. And also brought to you by Uncle Buds on 9700 South Cicero in Oak Lawn. Great specials, great food. It's 420. Go to Uncle Bud's. It makes sense. Marijuana alert, Luke. I see you in the comments. Um, all right. Any so, Bud specials? I don't or know. Or didn't get licensed yet? I mean, they do have an, an alley. I'm okay. sure there's a guy out there that can hook it up. But um, it's, just, it's, it's just bad. It's top to bottom. It's just bad. I'm trying to pick a place to... To start, so for those Tough of you scenes. that yeah, for some, for those of you that don't know, uh, the White Sox. It is April twentieth. The White Sox have uh, yet to win a series. Well, if you listen to mouthpiece of the organization, Chuck Garfine, he's like, well, at least they haven't been swept yet. They're treading well. There you go. <laughs> right. Uh, currently sitting in fourth place at seven and twelve. Uh, the other bad news is the Tigers forgot how to lose. The twins keep beating the shit out of people. So this is going to be a long year. Uh, it's still very early, obviously. You know, we're only, what, 19 games into the season. So the White Sox, after losing a series to the Phillies, they get a nice little breather and get to go play the hottest team in baseball in the last 100 fucking years, the Tampa Bay Rays in Tampa Bay. What I think, who had them as a playoff team, I, I think? <laughs> people started surprised. I think I think the Rays are undefeated at home, 10-0. So. It, and that place is it's it's a fucking dumpster. When I lived there and when I was in college down there, you can go and fill up your gas tank and get four free tickets to a Rays game. I'm not that's not like me trying to be funny. That's a real thing. Even when they I, were bad though, the White Sox never played good down there. And now they're no. good. This is gonna be a shit show. Yeah, it's a house of horrors down there. It's it's so bad. And uh since I was a college student, I think it was either Tuesday or Thursday nights, you can go there and show your college ID. Get in the stadium, no seat, just in the stadium, free to roam like fucking cattle for $5. And then it was like $2 beers. I've gotten kicked out of three Rays games. <laughs> Hell yeah. Do you remember any of those? Is any worthwhile? Yeah. A lot of them were either Yankees or Red Sox games because a lot of the guys I went to school with were from the East Coast. And uh, a lot of it had to do with bullpen heckling. Ah. Yeah. 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 Um, like Kramer from Seinfeld, you're dumping a beer on her head. No, no, I never got that bad, and I, <laughs> I always kept wives and kids out of it. But yeah, you gotta have a man's gotta have a code. Professional uh, heckler, I appreciate I, that. Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, all right, let's start with what I perceive, and although you put in a gnarly stat in our chat today, but we could start there with what I think is the biggest problem in a big fucking mountain heap of problems. We're going to start at the mound. Okay. The mound of shit. Uh, yes. <laughs> Currently, right now, the only pitcher that's worth watching on this team is Dylan Cease. Hey. Uh, we're seeing flashes. 
of vintage Lucas Giolito. That's two in a row. Uh, mm-hmm. Clevenger had two good starts. Can I even say his name? Am I going to get canceled? Uh, Mike C. Uh, has had, let's say, two good starts and two shit ones. I think that's fair. Uh, Kopech still trying to figure out whatever he's got going on, and nothing in this world pains me more to say this next sentence. Lance Lynn might be washed. I won't use the word cooked. I'm going to say washed for right now because we did see last year it took uh, Lance a little bit of time to get going because us old guys, we don't come out of the box fresh like we used to. You know, so. Well, this Lance Lynn that you're seeing is the Lance Lynn that you like didn't like when they traded for him. You're like, this yes. is the Lance Lynn you thought you were going to get right away. Yes. You're like, this guy just serves up fastballs. Everybody hits him. Uh, so. I'll start with you, Mitch. Where are you at with the the White Sox pitching, bud? Do well, do you want just the starting pitching? Because the easiest bone to pick. No, is no, no. We're going to start with the starters. Right. The, the, the bullpen's a whole different segment. So <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Start with the starters. Oh, uh, Geo was probably the only good thing that came out of that last series, if we're being honest, because the offense hasn't looked all that great either. So he, he he's a bit encouraging. That's two good starts in a row where they're right in the ship, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree with you with Lance Lynn. And I think after his first year, like most of us didn't expect that he would put that up I, again. And he bounced back nicely the second half of last year. But, boy, it's been tough to watch with him. You don't know what you're going to get with Kopech especially because he also have the arm issues there, so you don't know how many innings you're going to get. And with how bad this bullpen is, they can't afford to be getting – lit up like they are like Dylan sees feels like the only guy like, like, okay, we have a chance to win today. Everyone else you're holding your breath. Like, Oh boy. Like, here we go. Let's see what we're going to get, which is not encouraging. Cause on paper, it looks like a good rotation. It's just, there's no consistency with any of them. So that, I'm, it's kind of I'm not going to say the dollar amount, but I've bet against the white Sox in every game besides the C's games. And let's just say I'm up. Oh boy. I am up. Um, and what Mitch is referring to in the series against Philadelphia, uh, we did see Lucas Giolito go six innings and no hits, one walk and seven Ks. And then the game before that in Minnesota, he went six innings again, five hits, one run. It was earned only two walks and again, seven Ks. So those those are Lucas Giolito starts. Can I and really he, quick? Yeah. What I, I think, and we were talking about this earlier, but like I think you saw it here too because he hit the two guys like up and in. And you can see he was flustered by it, but I think this is where we're seeing the pitch clock is really beneficial for him. Because I think old Lucas is dwelling on it and like it quickly yeah. unravels now that he doesn't have much time to think about it. And we saw Sebi kind of go out there and calm him down too the second time around. Mm-hmm. But I think it's been really beneficial why we've seen him being able to stay on track these last two starts. Mm-hmm. Boy, what are you seeing out of the uh, the starters there? Yeah, I mean, I think you nailed it. We We could count on Cease to give you productive innings. And that's about it. You know, uh, Lance Lynn, him and Giolito have been so up and down because that first series against Houston, Lance Lynn, I'm like, he's going to get shelled against Houston. He showed up and we saw it in the WBC. Now I'm saying people online saying like, you know, dead arm. I'm like dead arm in April. This is not good. (laughs) Um, But the problem with Lynn is his lack of variety in pitches. And if he's not going to like beat you with a fastball and he's not locating, it's bad news, man. And we saw that against good teams even early with his stint on the White Sox, you know, he'll feast against bad pitch or bad batters and he'll feast against bad teams. Um, so that's worrisome. I had a prediction. Um, we did our offseason predictions and I said, and this was me being maybe, you know, glass half full. I said that they were going to trade for a pitcher at the deadline because they were going to go for it. 
Now it's looking like they need to trade for a pitcher just to like, you know, <laughs> stay afloat at this point. So that's what's yeah. scary. Um, it is there's scary. no there's no consistency. And I guess with Lance, the biggest thing is in his four starts, which he hasn't hasn't won a game yet. Against Houston, he went five and five point two innings. San Francisco, he went four and a third. Minnesota, he went six innings, and then Philadelphia, he went five innings again. He always has that one inning he gets lit up, and the offense isn't capable of coming back. So, like, that one inning where he's giving up three-plus runs, it's kind of like, well, this game's over. Yeah. Well, the big thing, too, is in the Philadelphia game, he gave up 10 hits. Yeah. I mean, he was just getting touched up. Um, now, from an outsider's point of view, Aldo, now in HD – <laughs> what uh I have to start a new skin uh, care routine too yeah, i guess buddy. we see all my crevices you're good <laughs> well, you not all the more handsome you more could. handsome than ever buddy <laughs> um yeah i guess what i'm curious just because he is my guy i'm not gonna drop him <laughs> as my guy but what what are your take on lance Lynn? Did, was the was this why nascar mitch didn't want our pitchers in the world baseball classic could that be a thing <laughs> or What's I mean, I think I, I'm more with uh, Peter where, you know, Lance Lynn's about to be 36. Uh, I haven't seen all the inside numbers if his ve- if the velocity is down a little or not. But but this is a guy who he, he throws a lot of pitches in the strike zone. He's going to get hit. He pitches to contact. Yes, he, he does get big strikeout numbers from time to time against, like, weaker lineups. But he's not always going to miss bats. And when guys can square him up and when he's not missing his spots, they're going to sit in a zone and they can tee tee off on him. And we've seen that multiple times now. Mm -hmm. Um, It was like, you know, it was encouraging last time. We gave up the couple home runs earlier to the Twins and then you shut them down for the rest of the time. But like like Mitch mentioned, the White Sox right now, especially with the injuries that they have, you guys just don't have the offense to to be able to come back from that. Like one bad inning, it's over. Like you're down four nothing. That's like that's like ten nothing for the White Sox right now because it always seems there's just not enough firepower. It it always seems like because on paper like you look at some of the offensive numbers like oh they put up three runs the other day. All their runs always come in bunches in one inning. They'll have their one inning where they score and then the rest of the game it's nothing. They're not putting any press like that one guy that was pitching. What was it Tuesday for the the uh, the second game of the doubleheader with Giolito for for Philly? That guy was a scrub. And Mm -hmm. after we gave up like we got our three runs against him, like you would have thought he was an ace. Like he wasn't. Like, I mean, his stuff didn't look all that great. And we couldn't get any hits off. No. And that bullpen sucks for Philly, too. And we made him look like lockdown. Dirty Craig out there, the mowing down hitter. <laughs> Thanks for the F-shack. Uh, Drew, in the comments, batters are being told to be very patient against the White Sox. Why not? Run that pitch, <laughs> run that pitch count up. They're probably going to walk a majority of you. And you get to get to that fucking absolute butt cheeks of a bullpen they have. Which again, we're gonna get to in and a sec. The... But although, hold on, real quick, although to answer your question, okay, okay. okay. In 2022, Lance's average uh, four seam was 93 miles an hour on the dot. Right now, he's averaging 92.2. So it's not a big drop. Yeah, but that's it, the, just it, even that little count. bit of a difference, even just the like one mile per hour. But yeah, maybe that's not the, that's not what it is. But the other part is, you know. Because you guys, you guys will get into the struggles of the bullpen. Because the bullpen is already so run down. We saw it in the San Francisco start when Pedro Grafola just leaves him out there. There could have been like three different times that Grafola should have been out there and be like, Lance, you just don't have it today, bud. But he can't do it. Why? Because like he has three days in a row where the bullpen has to pitch half the game. He has no one else. He has no one who's fresh 
And plus, guys just suck right now. So then you guys, so then you have Lynn, who you have to rely on. It's like, all right, man, I know that your arm can take it. Go out there and throw 100 and 110 pitches because at this point, I trust you more than, you know, whoever the hell I'm going to bring in. Yeah, there's this stat right now that, like, the White Sox starting pitching is, like, top eight in innings pitched. And you would think that's good. But half of those are in blowouts that, like, you don't trust the bullpen. So it's like you're getting shelled. You leave Kopech out there to get killed. You leave Lynn out there to get shelled. And it's like, oh, yeah, these are innings pitched, but you're losing 10 nothing. So it's like, what are we doing here? Hold on. I want to show I... you guys this real quick. It's going to be on your screen. And this is one of the reasons why you should be watching the show live on Wednesday nights on YouTube. Please subscribe if you're getting there in the comments. But oh, can I zoom in on that? I don't know if I can. But... The big thing I want you guys to see is if you can't see it, I don't know if you got a squint, but look at the movement on his fastball, how much it's down from his normal average. That's batting practice when your fastball doesn't move. Mm -hmm. And that's why you give up 10 hits against the Phillies. Yeah. So, and like, uh, you know, how they said in the comments, like, he guys just keep falling behind. So, you know, he's coming with the fastball. It's going to be down the middle. Guys are going to hit it. Yeah, he's a guy. Lynn, Lynn's a guy that needs to be ahead in the count. Like, because if, if he's not, it's it's a beach ball coming in there. Yes. Although, I see a lot of people in the comments talking about how this is all Ethan Katz's fault. Like, especially mm. as it pertains. Like, I think that's ridiculous. His job is not to like baby. Like, Lance Lynn's a veteran. Like, he should, he should have his shit figured out by now. As far as the bullpen goes, the White Sox sign all these guys that throw heat but don't throw any strikes. So, like, that's a big turnaround to fix on like a lot of these guys too. When you see the walk rates. You know, like if you don't have the talent, like no pitching coaches is going to all of a sudden make you talented. It's going about yeah. like unlocking what you have. And I think the part of the problem is like the White Sox don't have a ton of talent, especially in that bullpen there. And a lot of the starters, he's done what he can with them, but like he can't be like holding their hand through everything. Like we let Don Cooper stay here forever. Like yeah. Ethan Katz is not the problem. Like I, yeah. people making him the scapegoat. To your point, Mitch, I, I noticed that um, he, he had a mound visit yesterday and I was like, Ethan Katz has aged like, you know those pictures of presidents? Like, it, he's, he's set through a presidency right now with the White Sox. Like, I looked at it, his beard's gray, and he's coming out there walking, like, super slow, like always. And I'm like, man, this guy's just in it right now. It's like, you know, like, after, you know, eight hours watching yeah. the kids or something, it's like, holy shit, like, I just need a breather. I need a fucking whiskey. That's yep. basically Ethan Katz every day. So, because I made the graphic for ants, and because beef loaf is old and can't see good anymore. Oh. What that graphic said was the Lance Lynn on his four seamer. He's lost 3.4 inches of drop and never want to lose three inches. No, five inches of horizontal movement compared to his average. So he's, he's coming in flat, which is brutal. But now since Peter brought it up, when you guys are talking, I'm going to try to find a picture of, uh, Ethan Katz before the White Sox and a picture from this year. <laughs> Dude, is like his introductory press conference. He was like yes. the new high, high, young hire. I think we have to put those side by side because that's absolutely hilarious. Because I, for some reason, the Obama one sticks out to me the most with the gray hair. Yeah, with the and gray he's got hair. The, the before and, and Katz after. has now got the gray beard. The so gray it's beard. like, all right. So we'll get to that. Well, here I can fire. I'll just put the quarter in Mitch, and that'll give me time to uh, look up the pictures. <laughs> So as previously mentioned, it's bad enough that the White Sox pitchers can on a, maybe we get lucky and they go six innings. The bullpen is just fucking off. I can't even like think of the right word to describe how bad this bullpen has been. And 
usually you can have like one or two guys where you're like, oh, there's a glimmer of, you know, some hope in here. I can't really put a guy, maybe I kind of like what Middleton's done, but he's been kind of shaky the last couple starts or last couple outings. I mean, I don't know. Jimmy Lambert hasn't been bad. I know he gave the couple. Hold on. First of all, first of all, with Jimmy Lambert, what did I say on this show? What did I say on this show weeks ago? I said, Jimmy Lambert is not that guy to come out of nuck to knock if you buck. That's a dangerous song. Jimmy (laughs) Lambert should not be the guy doing it. And shit's going to happen. And what happened this week? Jimmy Lambert was coming out. Knock if you buck was playing and two ladies were just beating the shit out of each other in the stands. Wild. You have to understand. It was more than just two ladies. That was a full blown brawl. You have to know that the power of that song. If you are in the ages of like, 35 to 45 years old, good chances you've been into a fight because of that song or listen to that song before you got in a fight. Like that is a fighting song. And Jimmy Lambert is not that guy. You're not that guy, pal. Is there anyone in the White Sox in recent years that is that guy though, that you would be like, okay, that's acceptable for him to come out to that song. Does it have to be a pitcher? I mean, not necessarily, but like Bo Jackson can come out to that song. Hell yeah. Bo Jackson beat the shit out of anybody. Um, I would say well, someone like Jermaine Dye. Jermaine Dye was so like mild mannered, mannered though, but like he showed up. Yeah, I got. I mean, Albert Bell could one thousand percent come out to knock a few buck, but probably, Gordon Beckham. Did. Yeah, he probably. Had. <laughs> That's so random, although. <laughs> oh, I'm just thinking of uh, failed White Sox prospects. Oh, I thought you were just trying to say. Oh, people, yeah, I was like Gordon Beckham coming out to that song. <laughs> but while I look up before and after pictures of Ethan Katz, Mitch, get us started on the bullpen. I mean, they're ass. Like, what do you want me to say? Like, uh, yeah. Like, Lopez, like, shows flashes, like, flashes um, you know, which is nice. Why the hell are, this is what pisses me off. Why the hell do they, Deakman's the new Jimmy Cordero, but he doesn't look cool because he doesn't roll up his sleeve and he's not jacked. He just, like, pitches poorly. So it's, like, no no fun like you had with Jimmy Cordero, but they use him all the time. It's Pedro Griffel's, Griffel's favorite guy. Maybe it's because they're paying him all that money, but, like, he sucks. Like, you're you're almost, you're more surprised when he like uh, has a scoreless inning, then you are if he gives up a run at this He's point. good in non non important situations. You put Jake Diekman out when they're losing by ten, he looks like Nolan fucking Ryan. It's the new Jose Ruiz and uh, could be. Ruiz was that guy too. And a blowout, it's like, all right, this guy's perfectly acceptable. Close game, he sucked. I was really hoping for Jose Ruiz to be good this year. Yeah, you mentioned so Jimmy Lambert. J- Jimmy Lambert's been fine. Um Raylo has looked good in spots. Yeah, uh, that that four out save. Uh, was awesome. It looked like he had it. Um, he did that against the Houston in the Houston series too. I'm like, whoa, this is uh, this might be something here, but it hasn't been consistent. And that's where I'll harp on again: consistency with the bullpen, with the pitching, with the batting. There's just no consistency. So, yeah, man, I think this bullpen is in dire straits. And uh, I mentioned it like people are waiting to see, you know, what like, um, like. There's no moves. There's no moves no. to be made. There's people coming in, you know, the coming back from injury, but we don't know what's going to happen. We really yeah, don't you know. You can't be banking on you a can't, exactly. Crochet you now. Can, no. So it's like, what is Garrett Crochet going to be? We don't know. What is Liam Hendricks going to be? We don't know. We could hope for the best, uh, but it's it's a coin flip. With with, with um, Lopez, I gave him a little bit of a pass because it's kind of like the Andrew Vaughn in right field, he's not used to the ninth inning yet, which it is a different adrenaline rush when you're trying sure. to lock down a save from the seventh inning. So I give him a bit of a pass. I, it hasn't been great, 
but like at least he's shown me something where it's like okay like this is he's got good stuff but the right like like you said the rest of the bullpen it's not a whole lot to be optimistic about no and the the thing that i'm kind of hanging my head on is i'm really banking on uh our friend of the show uh telling us that he's been working out with garrett crochet down there and he looks really really good and everything's you know it's just I really hope he's good because they need – there's no moves. And I just – And they're just, spending enough money on this bullpen as it is? Yeah, and it's this feeling that it's the most expensive bullpen that's the worst-ranked bullpen in baseball. Decent. I mean – I have two things on the bullpen. Number one, I, the Garrett Crochet thing, I want to – like maybe stepping out of line here, but guys – Every White Sox fan listening right now, you guys need to temper your expectations. Right. Um, he is coming back from Tommy John yes. surgery. He's not yeah. Randy Johnson. Pitchers, exactly. pitchers coming back from Tommy John surgery. Yes, they they eventually are just better, throw harder, look nasty again. But that first year back is not pretty. Like it doesn't matter if it's a relief pitcher, a starting pitcher, a veteran, a young guy. That first year back, maybe like near the end, they get it back. But the first couple months, it's rough. It's rough. So temper the expectations. Right. Garrett Crochet. And if he comes back and he looks great, like awesome. But has Garrett Crochet that. been does it feel like he's taken longer to come back from TJ? Like are they kind of slow rolling this? When was it last February? That's yeah. Yeah, right. So it's about 14, 15 months. That's a, I thought that's he almost, had, that's about right. I thought he had a setback like right before pitchers and catchers oh. reported. It wasn't anything like with his Another arm. Major? Yeah. Okay. Well, because um, I was thinking Cody Hoor sucks. Yeah. He got uh, he also had Tommy boy. John last April, and I think from the beginning the, the Cubs said that they he was going to have an extended uh, like rehab period, uh, and he's uh, he's barely starting to throw like bullpen sessions with the Cubs. The other thing on the on the White Sox uh, bullpen, it's like such a perfect indictment on the entire organi- organization because. It it is like it's truly embarrassing that there's literally no one besides like Jimmy Lambert really in the past couple of years who's come up through the White Sox system. And I mean it's crochet, but he's he's been injured. Who who you can even be like, okay, who can we point to in the minor leagues that we can rely on as a like a depth reliever guy? There's hey, nobody. crochet would never didn't really come up through the White Sox system. No, he got drafted and was a dog out of college, and they're like, all right, we're breaking in case of emergency. We're a contender. Get in the bullpen. So, so there was that, and then two because because you you can't develop anyone who might be good or has or you're projected to be good. Rick Hahn has to spend money or make moves. Both of them he's been terrible at. <laughs> Getting Jake Diekman got the Kimbrel trade, which backfired immensely for him. So he did. He did the Kimball trade. He's like, "Fuck, screwed that up." All right, let me go sign Joe Kelly, Kendall Graveman. Fuck, that's not working. Does it last year? The only trade is Jake Diekman, not like a salary dump deal by the Red Sox, and just everything top to bottom is just horrible for the bullpen. And that's a that's a good point because relievers are so hard to peg whether they're going to be good from year to year. Like Evan Marshall was terrible, and then he had that one great year with the White Sox, and like, oh, we might have got something the next year. So. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna borrow a phrase from Zoe, and I want to put the quarterback in Mitch and let him run. Are we all done with the Aaron Bummer potential and thinking that Aaron Bummer is anything other than? He I mean, was, what bad, was the year? Pun, but a bum. Like, I think Bruce. 2019, he was amazing. 2019, yeah, 2019. <laughs> that was four years ago. 
And then he came out this year and his first appearance, he was like locating everything. And like, he was, just, I was like, okay, shit, maybe we're getting, and I said it in our chat. I was like, are we getting 2019 Aaron Bummer? I was like, let's fucking go. I was fucking really, it's, I mean, where's he at right now? So well, getting everything with walks. that wild pitch though. <laughs> that Houston series was like fool's gold for everyone. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, God damn it. Yeah. I mean, you look at, uh, I mean, Middleton, like I said, he's been doing okay, but the last couple ones were rough. Joe Kelly fucking sucks. I, he's Joe Kelly's bad. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Bad got, and injured. Well, yeah. he got hurt running out for a fight. Like, <sighs> is there a way out of Joe Kelly? Can they just kill that? How much would they? Have I mean, to yeah, eat? you don't. You don't have to. Pay, you have know, to pay him. How much are they gonna have to eat? All of it. Too much. Wow. Oh, what are you talking about? Nobody wants Joe Kelly. He's like, no. he's thirty. He's a thirty-five-year-old. The, the Dodgers like, nah, we're good. He's a thirty-five-year-old yeah. middle reliever who can't get anybody out. Nobody wants, who's going to yeah. make what eight and a half million. He's so bad. Oh my god. To go back to the bummer question, though, yes. I want to like bummer. He went to Nebraska. My brother goes to Nebraska, but like, <laughs> he's it, it's right. tough. <laughs> it's like the stuff is there. You know, it's there. But he's like, a, I, all right. It, it we we've seen what Aaron Bummer is at this point. Like the sand, yeah. we've gotten a big enough sample size. Yep. I do what the wanna, fuck happened, guys? I, the stocks I, are gonna be. I don't know. I do want to point out. I do want to point out that right now Raylo is in the ninety-five percentile for strikeouts, ninety-eight percentile for fastball velocity, eighty-ninth per, percentile for whiff percentage. I mean, maybe he hits a lot of barrels. Three percentile. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, bad, I'm rooting for Raylo, man. I'm really. I think we have to. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't see have anything else. Oh fucking hell! Um, yeah. <laughs> fuck, fuck Joe Kelly. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm yeah, she's saying she would. Yeah. I know Joe Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Joe yeah, Joe with, Kelly. She's with me as a Mrs. He Mickey. is uh, definitely a product of. I probably wouldn't hate him as much if his contract wasn't absolute horseshit. Yeah, because it wasn't. You just dump him. If he's making right. like a million dollars, he's like, all right, get out of here. To be fair, when they signed him, you were like, okay, like that's not that's not a bad move. I mean, overpaid him a little bit, but like that's a solid addition to the bullpen. He's yeah, but way then, worse than advertised. But then that like news comes out that like you know he he's not allowed to pitch on back to back games and stuff yeah. like that. It's like, what are we doing here, Rick Hahn, once again? Yeah. Here's my question for you. A lot of fans ripping on the new manager, Pedro. Is there any moves that stand out that you'll be like, I would definitely would not have made that move? Or how do you think he's doing at this point, especially with managing the bullpen since that's what we're talking about? Because he doesn't have a whole lot of guys to go to. So every move he makes almost seems like it doesn't work out. But is there anything you would have done differently? I think you put it really well in the group chat when you said it's tough to be evaluated as a good bullpen manager when everyone in your bullpen fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, what what is he gonna do? You know, he, <laughs> it's just what's he gonna do? I mean, he's got no one to go to, and I don't know. I don't. I don't really think I've seen anything. He he's big on the lefty righty or righty lefty stuff. We're seeing that a lot with him, which I'm not the biggest fan of. But you know, right now analytics he, over analytics, baby. Yeah, he's going with it. <laughs> The thing that really bothers me, and I guess I'm going to switch gears on you guys a little bit here, but this is driving me nuts. This is grinding my gears. 
I don't know why it's getting to me as much as it is, but it's the people in White Sox Twitter that are taking weird fucking victory laps because they think, whoa, looks like Tony La Russa wasn't the problem. <laughs> no. So here's the thing. Uncle Zoe is going to tell you straight here. Tony La Russa and Frank, whatever his last name is, Manichino. could Manichino. be really Manichino. shitty could have been really, really shit coaches last year, and the White Sox could be underperforming. They're not mutually exclusive. And I also think, and this is a personal opinion now, that it's taken a little longer than we thought to get the old men stink off them. Bad yeah. habits die hard. And it's just, yeah, I, I, it's a really weird thing. I Again, I don't know why it's getting to me as much as it is, but Tony La Russa was terrible last year. He was terrible. He didn't know the rules. He's a fucking manager of a baseball team. He didn't know that he fell asleep in the dugout on national TV. Like that's bad. It's a hall of fame baseball person, brother. Right. It's something in his eyes though. You respect the. Yeah. Pedro Gafal's had under 20 games. And again, I really think it's just a little harder to get that old man stink off. I mean, you guys feel any type of way about this or am I just on a ledge? I'll ask you, is there a chance this is just who they are? You know, they were 35 and 25 in that sprint season, you know, the yep. COVID season. And then after that, they were uh, they were uh, under 500 after the All-Star break in 2021. They were 500 this last year. They're under 500 this year. That's a huge ass sample size. Maybe that's who we are. That's who they are. And we as fans have blinders on because I had them. Mitch, I think um, on your prediction podcast, I said the same thing. I think I had them at like 89 wins. Not looking back, I'm like, what am I? What was I thinking? And then we're only 20 games into the season. So maybe, yeah. I mean, looking at that, like they've been under 500 for two and a half years, basically. Mm-hmm. And you could argue maybe the last got are. worst, worst this yeah. offseason. I mean, there wasn't any significant, like Ben and fine, but his back compared with what Abreu did, like, you know, the fielding's a little bit better in left, I guess, but you're losing a big, a lot of the offense in Jose, despite what the home run production going down. Uh, Benetton's been not great to start out here. Like, let's not sugarcoat that at all. Like, he's zero at, power. At the, well, he, he's was, exactly what everyone who didn't though. like the yeah. move is just a and, singles hitter adding to a lineup that just hits singles. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't expect him to come and start, you know, hitting bombs all over the place, but it's just, I don't feel good when he's at the plate. I have yet to be like, oh, good, Andrew's up. You know what I mean? Like, in any situation whatsoever. And to answer your question, Peter, I think that's, like, my biggest fear with this team is that that's what it is, that, that this is who they are, and there really is no way up. Because I said in our prediction show that they were so bad that the only way we can go was up. I didn't really figure that you can go sideways because <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> It feels like they're going sideways. And it's, I just pulled up Andrew Benintendi's baseball savant page. The only thing that's read is the strikeout percent. Not even sprint speed? I thought he was fast. Uh, sprint speed 52. So it's that's white. His whiff percentage is at 80. Uh, okay. But everything else is w- a lot of blue. 
A lot of blue on the page. A lot I of mean, blue on the page. I mean, I was games is a small sample size. It for is baseball savant, though. You gotta at least. Yeah. yeah, I was I was one hundred percent with you guys. I mean, I, I had winning division, winning like 88, 89 games, and my main thing was uh, not necessarily they can't all be as bad as they were last year, but it's like there's no way like everyone's gonna get hurt again. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it took like what two and a, two and a half weeks, guys. You got Tim Anderson, Yohan Mankata, Eloy Jimenez. Yep. The three of your main hitters, Yohan Mankata, is like your best hitter the first week, and it's like mm-hmm. fool me once, shame on you. Shoot me like I just yeah. fucked up the quote. Just shout out George Bush, but like we got you. fool me again, ladies and gentlemen. Like, we got him fool again. <laughs> <laughs> like this is, and I think I think I'm I'm leading towards uh, with Peter here. Where I think the White Sox just aren't good. They are who there's we no thought depth. they were. There's no – like, that's the other thing is teams – we saw it in 2021. They had the injuries, but, like, they had at least some guys who stepped up. But, like, it seemed everyone who came up in 2021 with injuries stepped up. You can mm-hmm. get away with that for one year. You can't do that year after year because, again, it's not like Rick Hahn hasn't signed anyone good to fill out the bench to, you know, be a good complimentary pr- player for the core – so at this point, you have to expect the injuries because that's just that's just who the White Sox are now. And then there's no one that's going to fill in. Yeah, the depth is I, just non-existent on the major league roster or in AAA. It, it, there's no one to call. There's no. There's no. The there's no band aid. There's no anything. There's no. There's no kid to be excited about. Like he's coming up. Like the Cubs got a handful of kids that are like you. You, yeah. you know, and we got a couple bad. kids. They're hurt too. Everyone yep. in and everyone in the minors is hurt too. That's and true. like you know, it was bad when like it, it was exciting that you guys got Elvis Andrews back. It was like holy shit. I mean, not not, not, I not like, a lot of White Sox move. fans, but there was like a good chunk. It's like oh, thank God, Elvis Andrews. <laughs> I wasn't on the Elvis bandwagon, but I will admit, I feel like an idiot because I was all excited. Like oh, they got the new like health guy they just hired. We got a new analytics department. This is gonna make a difference. Yeah, I feel I like a jackass now. First week of the season, Eloy got hurt. Like I'm not. I, I was with you on that. But speaking of baseball savant. Whose is this? Mr. Berger. Okay, one for Jake Berger. Aldo oh, Peter. Man. Sprint speed looks a little too fast for Berger. <laughs> yeah, that's the first thing. Oh, uh, man. Oh, yeah, you know what? I think the hard hit percentage would be higher, Walk too. 55%. Oh, man. Oh, not walking, not striking out a lot. All right, oh, I'm going to change that to Andrew Vaughn. I was. Oh, All right, man. Although, wait on you. We got two Vaughns, right, Peter? You're going Vaughn or? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I just brought him am up. Am I going Vaughn? Uh, I'll go. I'll just stick with Elvis Andrews. This is. Should you read off the numbers for the people listening to the podcast? Yeah, I should. So, <laughs> the the ones that stand out that should help you figure it out. His oh, max exit percentage. velocity. It's is, in the, is in the top 90th percentile. His hard hit percentage is in the 57th percentile. His barrel percentage is in the 76th percentile. That's the good. His K percentage is in the 9th percentile. His chase rate is in the 2 percentile. His whiff percentage is in the 4th percentile. So that means he strikes out this, a lot and he chases. Is, Oscar is this Luis? Oh, fuck. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Aloy Jimenez. Oh, <laughs> whoa. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Since he came back from his injury, he looks so fucking lost at the plate. It, it's concerning me now. And I was, I, I'm in the car a lot, just 
for life in general. And so I've been listening to games on the radio, which I absolutely love Lennon DJ. Forgot how awesome those two guys are. But out of nowhere, I think it was like two or three days ago, DJ just went off on Aloy Menace. And he's like, I don't know why they didn't put him down in Birmingham or not Birmingham, in Charlotte for a rehab stint when he came back from this injury. Now he's up here looking like a lost little kid at the plate, doesn't know what he's doing. He's half-ass swinging. I'm like, oh, shit. Tell us how you really feel, dude. Like, I don't know what's going on with him. Since he's come back, it's been it's been brutal. I, I can't be the only one that sees it like that. He has That's looked it. lost. Yeah. The, okay. the, and the problem is, like, because of all the in- injuries, you can't really sit him down for a couple of days. Like, you know, two starts in a row. You know, now that Burger's hitting, you would think, you know, DH Burger, give Eloy a day and a half, two days off and see if he gets his head right. But, I mean, you can't afford that. You you need mm-hmm. him to hit. You need him to hit like he did the second half of last year where, you know, he was hitting the cover off the ball and he looked like the Eloy that we all thought he was going to be. But that's I'll go back to it's like maybe they are who we thought they were. Right. You know, I, like we're waiting for Elo to become something that maybe he's not. We're waiting for all these guys to become something that, you know, it's just just waiting. Just keep on yeah. waiting. And I expect it, and there's still a good amount of time. I want to preference everything we're saying with that. And yes, Jack, to answer your question in the comments, is DJ getting better? I think he is because I feel like he's getting older and he gives less of a shit about being a company man and he's actually saying what he thinks and it makes for way better radio. There's been times now where I've heard him go off on little rants and I've heard yep. you can audibly hear Len be like, oh, or like, whoa, yeah. like, <laughs> but um, so Aloy right now, he's he's just over 40 at bats, still no home run. He's supposed to be your power guy. He he, zero plate discipline, like negative plate discipline. He he's chasing everything up there. Um, I just I don't know what fixes it. I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know if they. I mean, it's too late to send him down to Charlotte, but yeah, I think Fids yeah. one eye Fids in the comments is right where. It could be he can't handle the pressure and he's pressing too much. And that actually makes a lot of sense with some of this. Cause I yell at my TV now when he's at bat because it's so poor. Like the, the swings, I don't, even if he put bat on ball, that that's not getting past the infield. And right before the season too, like it was because like he had a lot of confidence coming out of the WBC and like the first week of the season, I thought he looked really good at the plate. And then all of a sudden he went hurt. And I think Fitz brings up a good point. Now he comes back. They're short-handed as it is. He's trying to press because he knows the expectations are there. And he's trying to do too much at the plate. That's why he's chasing all these awful pitches. That could be it. And I, I like Luke's comment. When was the last time you saw Aloy being goofy, doing the high mom, like all that? This kind of ties in with one-eye Fitz's point where he's pressing. That actually, well, he shouldn't be having yeah. fun. The team's playing like crap, and he's not hitting anything. If he was having fun, that would piss me off. That, like, yeah. he, There's a reason we haven't seen him having fun, because it's not fun to get your ass kicked every night. So I was looking at Brett Eloy. I mean, we saw with the baseball savant numbers. But last year, he had a 35.5% chase rate. This year, it's up to 
That's a huge difference. Yeah, ten percent more of That's just a swinging massive it difference. pitches out of the strike zone. So, although, what's the other website? Not Baseball Reference. I can never think of it. For, no, Fan. for advanced stats. Fangraphs. There it is. Fuck. Because I'm about to change topics here, and I need my Fangraph stats to back me <laughs> up on this a little bit. Um, let's talk about some good, because I'm getting a real downer vibe on this show right now. So let's talk it's about been some 45, good. 45 minutes of tough, <laughs> tough scenes all around. Scenes. And what? To be fair. All White Sox podcasts are like this right now. <laughs> right. There's I not mean, much good. So all yeah, let's, 60, get, let's give all, them some good. All 62 White Sox all podcasts 75 of them. Yep. are <laughs> down bad. We're, but we're all hurting. Let's talk about good. And the good right now is Jake Berger. Yep. We, we've said it on the show when he got hurt, when he was making his comeback. We're all big fans of Jake Berger because, I mean, that's a story right out of a, a goddamn Disney movie. You know, blow both your uh, Achilles and then to come back from that to be hitting 118 mile an hour absolute piss missiles in Major League Baseball is great. Now, I am going to be fucking downer here a little bit, but we'll get to that in a minute. But (laughs) I love the story. I love his bat right now. I think it's fantastic. I think he needs to be in that lineup. The For problem sure. is, where do you put him in that lineup? Because, ladies and gentlemen, I know you like to like kind of say it's not that big of a deal. His glove is bad. Terrible. It's, it's bad. He, get, he had that error the other day that gave up two runs. That led to two runs. I don't know where this false idea is that his glove is good. He had a negative seven outs above is the, I want to make sure I say that so I don't get yelled at. The OAA, although it's out. It was above, negative seven, I believe. Yeah, out above average, negative seven. His runs, run saved, runs prevented above average was negative five last year. Like I don't understand why people. Oh, it's not that bad. Like it's bad. So he needs to be in the lineup. And to me, there's only two potential spots. And that's DH, and maybe you can stick stick him at first base, but we got three of those guys already. <laughs> yeah. So what do you do? I'm no, I'm asking you guys. Like, I, you <laughs> I think it's DH. It's DH. It's, it's DH. You know, five times a week at this point because he's the only one hitting home runs, and that's what you want your DH to do, especially if you can't field for anything. Um, the people. I just want to say this out loud. The people saying like he should start at third base even when Yuan comes back are crazy. No. You are no. out of your mind. No. And you don't know. Team. Like if you've seen the games and you see him at third base, you know, sure, great. He's hitting home runs, but when you're let, you know, all these errors add up. Um, so it has to be DH. It has to even first base. I will say Andrew Vaughn has shocked me, shocked me uh the last like week and a half yeah. with his He's defense playing. at first. It, he had a nice been, home run on Wednesday. Yeah. It's been a lot better defensively, at least. Yes. Um, um, so, yeah. So, Vaughn's at first. He should be your first baseman. And that leaves you with the DH of uh, Jake Berger. Perception's everything with the defense. Right. Because, like, especially with, like, Vaughn, too. You saw him in right field for all those years making a mockery of the position. So you just assume he's a bad defender. But in reality, I do think like in his natural position, he's like a better defender than people give him credit for. And Berger, it's the same thing. 
the two blown Achilles, larger fellow, you're assuming that like, yeah, this guy's probably not a good defender. And then he made a couple plays early on last year. It was like, oh, well, that was a nice play. So then people think he's a good defender. But the numbers don't lie, he stinks. You can't put him out there. And as bad as as frustrating as Yuan Moncada is, the gold glove caliber defense is worth something. What I would do is because I think Rami Gonzalez and Hans Alberto are redundant on this lineup. You got two yeah. utility guys. Like yeah. one of them can go. I would keep Gonzalez at this point because he's more athletic yeah. and he can actually play the outfield where Hanser's yeah. just had a couple games out there. And then Hanser, I think you project him into the sun. Uh, and Berger would be your DH depending on who's hitting hot with Eloy, or you have a good pinch hitter off the bench. Cause like the production's too much. Like it, it is, it was a, it was a crime. The fact he didn't make the team on opening day, in my opinion. Uh, so like if they, they send him down again, especially the way he's producing, like, I, what, what type of message does that send me the rest of the team? Like I, I don't Fuck, think I wasn't going to, I, I honestly was not going to drink during the show, but I'm about to go off camera for a minute. Cause I need to get a fucking drink. Yeah. Cause this <laughs> join is, the party. This is fucking brutal, but yeah, the I Peter, I couldn't agree with you more. The people that are like, "Ooh, maybe he should play over Yon." First of all, Yon was our best player before he got hurt, both defensively and at the plate. Coming off a hot WBC, he started the season great. I understand he's very fragile. I understand people are very frustrated with his. I don't know how do I want to put this like eagerness to get back on the field. It's just I get all of that, all understood, but. All that aside, strictly on baseball talent, Yohan Moncada is your third baseman. Yeah. I don't think this should really – I don't even feel like – It's not a debate. It's, it's bad that we even need to say that out loud. But Hansel Alberto it, should never be in the White Sox dugout again. Just, no, just throwing that out there. I understand that's Pedro's guy. I get it. That's his guy. He brought him on. You know, he probably made promises, whatever. Bad. Bad. (laughs) And as you said, redundant. Redundant and bad. Got Tim Anderson hurt. We got another guy that can hit way better than you that's just as shitty as you at third base. So I'm going to take Jake Berger over Hans Alberto all day. Also, and although um, I'm proud of you, I'm, we're 50 minutes into the show and you have not offered one trip. Oh, I was about to unleash one right now. I was about to say, just like I'm not, I am. I'm, I was gonna say, I'm not a juju guy, I am a juju guy. Um, I saw that tweet yesterday with uh, Burger's wife and kids in the stand. Mm-hmm. He just mashes when they're there. If I'm Rick Hahn, park them there. I, I think he has an OPS of like 1.5 something when his kid is at the ballpark. That kid needs to be at the ballpark every game. I don't care if it's snowing. I don't care if it's raining. I don't care what's happening. That kid needs to be at the ballpark for the foreseeable future because this team is ass cheeks. And whenever this kid's there, Burger plays awesome. So we need it. We had a GoFundMe for a billboard, White Sox Twitter. Yeah. Let's get a GoFundMe to get Jake Burger's wife and kid some boxes. Hell yeah. Absolutely. I'm thinking outside the box here, man. That's a smart – that's a – yeah. I think, he, I think you're onto something here. Jake Berger is in the 100th percentile for max exit velocity. Yeah, he had that 118 mile But it's just not even just that one. I mean, he's hitting piss missiles right now. He's got, what, six home runs? He Who swings the purpose the up there, though. He knows, like, yeah, I'm going to strike out sometimes. The strikeout numbers are a bit high. But, like, when he swings, he's getting his money's worth. He yeah, has, Jake Berger knows who he is. That's Jake Berger has eight hits total, and six of them are home runs. Yeah, my man. <laughs> Sorry, that's hilarious. He's got an OPS of one point two one five. Can't be mad at that. No, but I think 
when fully healthy with this team, the move is to get rid of Hanser Alberto. Bye. And then you you kind of switch off Jake and Aloy. And right now I'm putting yeah. Jake in that lineup until Aloy can show me he can fix his shit. I mean, Eli needs um, – I mean, obviously, you guys are losing right now. You guys can't really afford to lose a lot more as the season goes on. But Eli needs a couple of days off or something. Some, Just I don't know. clear the head. I don't know what. Go like home you said, and, like, he's... eat your ma's home cooking or something. Like, <laughs> just do something. Like, give the weird guy, Joe Boo, a, a cup of rum. <laughs> I don't care what you do. He needs to figure this shit out, man. These at-bats are terrible. Well, not only terrible. that, but, like, pa- Pedro – I mean, he's a new manager. He shouldn't yep. be married to any of these guys. I know Hanser is his guy or whatever, but yep. go by production. You know, make your team earn their starts. Yes. And and if Berger is earning it, put him in there because you don't have, I mean, you do have a relationship with your players, but it's brand new. So it's like make these guys earn their position. And right now, I think Berger is the only one earning it. And hey, Hanser it? earned his like the reason Hanser's on this team is because he earned his spot. So, yeah. Like if you're gonna keep going with that, like Leary was getting paid the money, he probably should have made it because he was Rick Hans guy. Yeah. But Hanser outperformed him. So if we're going by performance, it's exactly what you just said. You gotta go with the hot hand and who's performing well. That's the tone you set by putting Hanser on the roster in the first place. Well, didn't they make like a big thing before the season that they were gonna let Pedro kind of have free reign? Like let he him might do be what he wants to do with for all it. we know, yeah. I mean, he's. This is part of being an MLB manager. Sometimes you have to make that tough conversation, and he needs to talk to his boy Hanser and just be like, "It didn't work. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, buddy. You got it. Bye. I gave you a shot. I did everything I could. You hurt my all-star shortstop, <laughs> and you suck at the plate. You gotta go." I agree with you. To be fair to Hanser, though, it is a very, very small sample size. He's been at peaks, and I don't think it's going to turn around anytime soon looking at his career numbers, but it's not like he's had a huge runway. That and the conversation will probably happen once these guys return from injury. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is going to be soon, and they're both going to come back at the same time, just about TA and Yohan. I'd love to see Mankata come back for this Tampa Bay series, but that's not gonna happen. No, probably I, not. yeah, I, d- I didn't sound like you. Do they know how the IL works too? Like, why the hell did they wait so long to put him on the IL? <laughs> does, doesn't seem like it, Mitch. <laughs> uh, well, that, well, that was their thing. Weren't they kind of like saying, like, well, we already had Eloy in the IL? Yeah, like, <laughs> like what the fuck is that? <laughs> you guys played the entire Minnesota series just a player down, just because you wanted to. Yeah, that was weird. And to Drew's. In the comments, Drew asked, what about Sheets? Besides him falling on his face in right field, he's been okay. I mean, he's slashing 310, 429, 414, and 843. It's not bad. He's hitting against righties. uh, He's great as your guys' third DH. And he's one of those guys, like, you kind of need the lefty power, especially guaranteed right field. Like, this is a home run hitter's ballpark, especially to right field. And we don't take advantage of it mainly because we don't have a whole lot of left-handed power hitters to use to take advantage of. If you look at Gavin Sheets, almost all of his home runs come at guaranteed right field, and it's because it's built for, like, his type of swing and power. So, like, he's a guy you kind of need to one, one home run this year, but it was at guaranteed rate. Well, like, look at his career numbers. Like, look well, how I know, many. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. I'm just fucking around. I was just thinking about with Jake Berger how even when things kind of break the White Sox way, because, like, you know, the two torn Achilles – and then they had to like go draft Andrew Vaughn because it's like, all right, well, he's going to play Sabreu because mm-hmm. 
we have Jake Berger, who he's he, they're probably thinking, well, he, he's his career is over. But then Jake Berger has this incredible comeback to his career. He's hitting, but then they back themselves into a corner because they already have three DHs on the roster. <laughs> like literally, even things go good for the White Sox, it turns out bad mm-hmm. because then they still start the season with Hanser Alberto uh, and Romy Gonzalez because versatility because you don't trust anybody else to play the outfield. No, and Romy Gonzalez is hitting 125, dude. Like, why are we rolling these motherfuckers out there all the time? Sosa's batting 154. Like, what are, what are we doing? I, I really do think if you, if you get, if like we're just, if we strip the names from the, from the stat sheets, right? And we just looked at the stats mm-hmm. and like you bring it up the two and a half years of just being mediocre or bad, there's no way White Sox fans would be any bit of optimistic about this team. There's, the, there's... We live, we live off potential. We yep. eat it up. We yeah. soak it up. That's, I mean, that's, and in credit yep. to us, I guess we're you know glass half full fans, I guess, because yeah, you're right. If you strip away these names, they're all cheeks. But no, 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 no like, I'm a victim of it too because I, I see the names. Here. I'm like, well, they, they were, they were good. Like Yohan Mankato is like top five third baseman. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's, he's good. Damn it. <laughs> Yep. It's just always I do want to point out, Peter, I thoroughly appreciate you using the word cheeks tonight on the show. <laughs> I will say it's that. because um, Yumper and Svo at the show, they got their movie podcast. Um, mm-hmm. I, I ripped that straight from uh, from Svo. He, uh, he calls movies cheeks, and it's yep. been stuck in my head for like two weeks. Cheeks has been a, a prominent word in my vocabulary for quite some time. Louis Robert, Louis Robert Jr., he's doing okay. I, the strikeout numbers aren't great. Leads the team in strikeouts. I'm leaving him alone, though. He's fine. I'm base percentage is low. Yeah, he's been – he had a pretty good series against Philadelphia. Uh, I'm liking the doubles. Yeah. I can fucks with the doubles. Um, I do have a bone to pick with Oscar Colas. All right. I like what the kid's doing. I like what he's showing. But when you have a runner on second with one out and you're chasing a run, you don't have to swing out of your shoes every fucking pitch. Like, I thought some, you were going in a different direction. With that. Some, someone yeah, needs it. Like to, so, well, that, yeah. I don't care <laughs> about all that. But someone needs to sit that young man down and teach him about situational hitting. Because I don't think he understands that all I need is a ball, a base hit to right field to get that runner in from second. I don't need a 480-foot home run. Wouldn't mind it, but it's not working. Because some of the swings he has, it's like hitting power swing on a video game and just missing horribly, like every time. So that's my big beef with him. Yeah, I will say that. I mean, obviously, will come with experience. Yes, he's shown he's shown to be able to make adjustments, even if it's like you know, in the same at bat or you know, multiple at bats. It just hasn't happened all that often. But he has shown it this season. I've liked what I've seen so far of him. Obviously, there's going to be growing pains. Um, some of them bigger than others, but uh, you know, like that. The walk off on Saturday felt good. It was good for him get his yes. uh, conf- get his confidence up and, and you know get some uh, experience. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm laughing because I know I'm going to probably do this a couple times this year, but that was the first one of the 2023 season after the walk off where I was like, "This is where they turn it around." 
Yeah, so um, here we go. Yeah. We're gonna rip off ten in a row right now, baby. Well, actually, you know what I was gonna tell you guys when you guys started talking about the race series, you know what's gonna happen. Gonna Sox are gonna win two out of three. You guys yeah, are gonna be that's, back. That's what <laughs> I think. Uh, Bruhan Luke in the comments said the same thing. He's, yep. he's like, because baseball. Yeah. So our uh, in-house unofficial farm expert Ian in the comments, uh, and ladies and gentlemen, I'll put Ian's knowledge up of the White Sox farm system up against anybody, and I mean that. But Ian said Colas didn't do that in the minors. He's been scuffling, and so he's pushing. He was an oppo shortened up the swing guy when he was in the minor leagues. Let's do that up here, kid. I would love to see it. I would absolutely love to see him start hitting a little bit more for average and not trying to put one on the fucking Dan Ryan every at bat. Well, I mean, you, it, I agree. And like Peter alluded to it, that like we knew there was going to be growing pains. Like that's just what comes with the territory when you're starting a rookie on a team that's supposed to be contending for division. All right. I need a drink. Peter, you're the bourbon guy. Pick one for me. All right, what Buffalo, do you got? I got Buffalo Trace, Basil Hayden, uh, Old Forester Single Barrel from 2019. That's straight Ooh, from the. That's that's yeah. a high proof bourbon. Um, and then uh, Red Breast, 15 Irish year. Whiskey. Yeah, and then I have a. I'm not opening the Blattens. Uh, we'll save the Blattens. Buffalo. For yeah, it, Buffalo Lemire. Trace is an yeah. easy sipper. You, yeah. I mean, you don't want to go too crazy. It's already 9 p.m. You bust yeah. out the old forester. You're going to call I'll, the night. We're going to be I'll stumbling the, somewhere later. Uh, I'll save the Blantons for when me and you are tailgating little league games. What's oh, your go-to bourbon? Like, not like a fan, like go to like average bourbon. Like for know, me, a working, yeah. yeah. All right. So I give this recommendation out to um, anyone and everyone that asks. There's a distillery out of California called Redwood Empire. They make a Borai, which is a bourbon rye blend. Um, and, that is my favorite, what I call summer whiskey. Anytime from now until August, September, it's 90 proof. It's super easy sippable. Like it doesn't burn out your palate and stuff like that. A lot of these high proof bourbons, you could only have them in the winter, you know, like in a campfire or when it's snowing outside because it'll get you hot and bothered quick. So um, for those that don't know, I mean, you could find it at Binnie's. You could find it at most bigger liquor stores. But yeah, Redwood Empire, Last Monarch, it's been my go to for a while. Other than that, you know, anything wild turkey, anything uh, people go gravitate towards the Buffalo Trace products. Those are very, very popular and for good reason. They're really, really good. Um, but, yeah, there's a bunch of bunch of ways you could go about it. I want to check that out. I'm a very, you know, I I'm drinking Jack right now. But, uh, yeah, it's always good. I, I, need, I, I, I need to mix it up bottles of Jack down here. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, for, I mean, I'll tease my stuff now. There, I have a uh, YouTube video out on our YouTube channel called Bourbon for Beginners. Hell yeah, so like that for, shit. So for people getting into bourbon, because it's getting popular. It's gotten super popular within the last two years. And a lot of people ask, like, hey, I'm just getting into it. So you have it there. Basil Hayden. Basil Hayden is 80 proof. It's about as easy of a sipper as possible. And it serves a purpose. It gets people into bourbon. So I recommend that. I recommend like a, a Buffalo Trace, which is 90 proof. Um, so, yeah, you can check out it, all of that on the Fids, uh, YouTube channel. Fids, I'm using my oh, cup. That's pretty cool. Just so you know. But, yes, I went with the Basil Hayden. The, the Buffalo Trace hasn't been open yet, so I figured I'd just do this there one. You go. Um, but I guess I know I'm late to this conversation, and I hope I'm not being redundant. But for those of you looking to get into bourbon or if you're a regular bourbon guy, definitely check out Peter's videos on YouTube. They're yeah, fantastic. Right. I drink Thank a lot you. of bourbon. Uh, it's actually how I lost a lot of this weight was I stopped 
drinking 30 bush lights in the sitting and started sipping on bourbon and it actually helped out a lot. So watch his YouTube videos and you'll become healthier. That's <laughs> what I'm hearing. It's one, one way to think of it, but, uh, my sock summer claims that, uh, bourbon cured his diabetes. I'm not a doctor, oh, but go, it's, possible. Right? <laughs> it's possible. Um, Look that up or ask my sock summer that let's, yeah, don't take that medical advice. Hey, Missy brings <laughs> a good point. Not every yeah, diet plan has to before be and after food. photos. Oh, okay. I got them. I did get them. Um, let's see. And yes, this should be the episode, although you should title it the one that made Zo drink. The White Sox made Zo drink. Um, look at this guy. Look at this guy. He uh, looks ready to piss. That looks like a picture to me. A young He's young guy. He's ready to go. This is from an interview from the offseason this year. Oh, <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> so again, Fuck. good evening. He got stung by bees. Feeling great <laughs> after one, two seasons with the White Sox. That is, I mean, that picture is the guy who's being questioned about uh, that's a very that, serious. That's murder. almost like a television <laughs> video. Yeah, by the time we get to June, he's going to be chain smoking in the dugout, and it's going to be bad news. Feel just bad for pulling the, the Mark Grace, ripping a pack of Reds every game. Yeah. Like he's just going to turn into Don Cooper shape. He's because you know start losing <laughs> well, more hair. Now it actually makes a lot more sense why Don Cooper just destroys. <laughs> pull, pull up that hair. photo again. What's up? Pull up that second photo again. The bad one. Yeah, that looks like someone asked him, like, oh, "What do you? How do you feel about Jake Diekman being the setup man?" That that's the reaction right yes. there. <laughs> oh <laughs> man! Again, good Ethan. Happy guy. West Coast, yeah, West Coast guy. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a tough scene. That is just, that's, oh, Ethan. Um, to distract us from this White Sox, just, I, people that watch the show a lot and you guys that know me know I really, I'm usually pretty good at finding the good in bad situations. I right now have trouble finding good. And what's going on with the White Sox. So with that being said, I would like to switch gears a little bit so we can just change the topic. But uh, when I asked Peter to come on the show tonight, he actually said, there's a thing on the Cubs that I'd like to talk about to bring it up with all those to talk a little bit of Cubs. So Peter, I know you host your show, so you're no stranger to this. Why don't you set the scene here a little bit and we'll, we'll go off that. So I'll preface this by saying i don't follow the clubs closely i mean obviously we follow baseball we follow sports right. on the podcast and we, we have to you know do our due diligence but i saw this trickling um and this is in regards to dansby swanson and him um claiming that you know he hasn't eaten he didn't sleep after his wife those that don't know um she's a professional soccer player mallory pew or mallory swanson now um probably one of the best women soccer players um, in the world. And she was in line to start at the world cup, which starts in three months. Terrific or not terrific, horrific Horror. knee injury, horrific knee injury. Um, he made those comments and I saw people on Cubs Twitter going after him being like, like what a pussy he cares about his wife. Basically, <laughs> I, I'm, you know, like I'm, <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. That. Yeah. Paraphrasing. But I thought, as much as we as White Sox Twitters love to do the meathead takes, I couldn't believe there was an actual, there were actual fans pissed at Dansby Swanson for saying that, like, 
They got mad no. at a guy with a Walkman for ruining an NLDS. I mean, <laughs> exactly. come on. Are we really that surprised? So, well, I mean, this we've gotten over that, guys. We've gotten over that. Yeah. Well, but apparently the Marlins haven't. The Marlins have haven't. Aldo, you're now you're defending all of Cubs Twitter. Defend, well, defend hold on, your... Aldo, one second. There's a guy that has an opinion on this that just showed up. One-eyed Willie <laughs> oh, is, is here, but he's not putting his camera on because he's um, zooming on the like, eye. Dude, you have to look better than Ethan Cat. That Ethan Katz picture. <laughs> what? Turn That's your camera on, and like, we'll put the I Ethan Katz camera next. Yeah, no, it's bad. It's bad. It's rough. That's uh, it. As soon as he no, does it, he knows no. he's getting memed. Yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's a certain part of White Sox Twitter that can't see my eye looking like this because they'll think I actually was a failed fluffer um, on a B movie X rated film. So uh, put on some sunglasses. That I could, you know what? I think I might have that patch that Zoe I brought out for Zoe. There we go. Yep, see, so, that, was, on, that was that was karma, dude. No, it was karma. I had a big band-aid, too. It was karma because it was what happened to Steve Stone, too. It's like double whammy. Hold on real quick. Let's see what I can find. That's right. On the playback uh, broadcast. Yeah, the playback. I mean, That's put what a you Steve Stone. <laughs> but, Peter, I mean, what I saw most from that was Cubs fans coming to his defense. They were, like, they were jumping on. I think, I don't know if he was a, he was a former pitcher. I don't know if he's, like, a minor league coach now or a coach, something. He, like, tweeted it out. And, and like everybody was quote tweeting him, I'm sure there was some cup cup fans who were like, "Oh, what a pussy!" But I mostly saw a lot of Cubs fans and just like a lot of other baseball fans in general dunking on this one other guy who was like, "How in the world are you a professional athlete and you're not getting ready to do the best for your team? How are you leaving a game because of a cramp because you haven't eaten?" And one of my favorite uh, quote quote tweets was it, uh, fellas, is it gay to love your wife? Yeah, like, yeah exactly. <laughs> that's exactly. That's exactly what it felt like. You kissed a girl. So <laughs> no, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there were, but, but there were like a uh, probably a pocket pocket of Cup fans who was like, oh, what a like what a sissy. Why he's hurting the team? Cub Cubs won that game. He went four for four. Um, yeah. But what I saw was mostly this guy getting dragged. Gotcha. Uh, That's deservedly so. Good. Because yes. a lot of those people that were commenting that they're probably virgins, and <laughs> let alone married. Because I mean, Peter, I think you and I, or although you're a married man, yeah, yeah. So there's none of these people have ever had to care about anyone else, in right? Life. Like have when, feelings, when, emotions. when your wife isn't <laughs> feeling good, or your wife is down, or anything like that, like. It, fucks it carries you over because, for sure. Yeah, you're you're concerned about that person, and yeah, and the like you said, she was trying to play in the biggest event in her profession. Yeah, that's and, that's the other yeah. big point because like the the dude who who I'm thinking about who got just dunked on, he was like it was just a knee surgery, like it wasn't a big deal. Like it wasn't that just like it was the emotional just. Uh, gut punch of she's going to be on the biggest stage of her yeah. profession, and she the was World playing Cup. at and the event that comes level. once every four years, once one every four players. years, and that's just yeah, I... in like a second is taken away from her. Like, yeah, that hurts her. It's gonna hurt her husband. He's been with her for how many ever years now, and it it wasn't just a, a knee surgery, right? <laughs> like, and it's, you know, it's that was one a, game out of one hundred and sixty-two. Yeah. 
Like, it's not like the guy took a month off or anything like that, which, whatever, if he had to do it, he had to do it, but it's just... I'm so glad we're over that because I mean we're gonna see it. We we see it ever, uh, all the time now, and I think it's gonna happen to Cody Bellinger soon, where he's gonna go up on paternity leave. But like, it, it wasn't that long ago. Where, I mean, you would have entire uh, radio segments being like, "What is this guy doing, uh, leaving the yeah. team?" Or uh, or they'd be like, "Why didn't they just plan out their pregnancy better?" Missing time. <laughs> those, oh, I used to love those. Yeah, we don't uh, get, we don't get those that much. You know, fifteen even right. ten years ago, we used to get those a lot. We yeah. lost Fids, but I was able to get this picture of him. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> so it's weird that the surgery made him lose all his hair and gain some weight. The sur- but... Yeah, the surgery it's made him look like Don Cooper. Yeah. Yep. Ty looks good. Ty looks good. Ty looks good. <laughs> Ty looks real good. Oh, wait. I think I found a better picture of him. Hold on. But, yeah, that was – when you said that, I was happy that you were going to bring that up because ignorant shit like that, it's – I mean, I know there's a lot of bad on Twitter, a lot of bad – but that's the worst of the worst in my yeah. Opinion. And not only that, like I say it on our podcast all the time, like we're children of the internet. We're like creatures right. of the internet. We're on the internet all the time. So it's like for something to stand out and be like, whoa, this is crazy. Like it really has to be like a meathead take. Oh, yeah. there he is. Zoom it's in. Not, it is. It's not even that bad. What are you talking about? I thought it looked like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, let's get a side by side, Kevin. Hold on. I mean, we got to go this side. See? See there Mirror you go. image. That's, Mirror dude. image. That's, That's not even that bad, dude. You could have just said you were stoned and we would have all believed it. <laughs> so, you should see the other guy. Yep. <laughs> that needle was like, the size of like your penis. And Missy, yes. It's super gay to be that married. Ha ha. I ain't married. Although I'm the only one to come out of the closet on this podcast. Yeah, yeah I was about to <laughs> say. You're Mary Garcia. <laughs> Do we know. Is Larry's playing in Charlotte, right? No, I think no. He was with his. I think he's a free agent. Yeah, he was like he he was driving a dune buggy with his kids yesterday. I was like on Instagram. It was it looked awesome. Good for him, man. Yeah, Yeah. Larry Garcia is living the life. He's getting paid. Doesn't have to go to work. Doesn't have to deal with this bullshit. He's he's living every man. He's living the American dream, guys. (laughs) Texting Hans early. Suck it. How does it feel, buddy? Yeah, (laughs) but. Yeah, I mean, that's hmm. well, at least your Cubs are doing good now that Fitz is here. We can bring that up a little bit, but Cody Bellinger, well. MVP candidate again. It is, is the, it is the, game? I think we're officially in the Cody Bellinger fuck you tour, which I wanted Cody Bellinger instead of Andrew Benteni. But, anyways, uh, that's great to see. Oh, yeah, I know, Peter, you were with me that whole time. There's a lot of, there was a good faction of White Sox Twitter that wanted Cody Bellinger, but. It's neither here nor there, but yeah, your boy's playing he's good. So good guys, he's healthy. He's <laughs> literally playing like his MVP self. It's not that good, but he is playing good. I mean, he can't he can't hit thirty home runs in three weeks. He's not Jake Berger. Well, he's, not no, he's his playing final pretty damn good. Total. Like you he look is, at his numbers, he's playing well. He's, he's playing he's really good. good. Defense he just, on stellar. He's sitting for the, power. All the defense guys. Yeah, I was gonna say take out first off, take out the first series of the season where he was basically like oh for the entire series. Mm-hmm. And he's hitting like 400 cents. And then take away the fact that against the Dodgers, for example, his the guy he replaced, Jason Hayward, hit a ball that should have been a home run. And oh, now he's going to go ahead and rob him of a home run instead and pull that baseball back. Like he's playing exceptional, elite defense in center field right now. And to go along with his bat, he is killing it right now. He's he is. I I would venture. I'm sorry, Dodger fans might think this is blasphemy. Right now, the way he's playing right now looks better than at any point during his MVP season. He is. This was, 
this was the craziest stat I heard. That home run he hit on Sunday against the Dodgers. That was the hardest hit ball he's hit since 2019. Three years, or like four seasons almost. Hardest hit ball. He's healthy again, guys. Well, it's because the weed's not as good in Illinois. So he's not high all the time in the outfield. (laughs) I've said this before in the podcast. I watched the Dodgers game last April where I was watching him in the outfield. It looked like he was stoned. He was taking his glove off, spinning it on his hand. He was looking up into the lights, like doing this, like with his finger. The man was definitely hot. I mean, the nice, he's actually almost, he's leading the Cubs in war right now. He's almost a full one point war. Yeah, you know what's also great, guys? Nick Magical is good again. Well, um, well, well, actually, no. No, no, one thing. Oh, God, one thing. You're opening Define. up a bag of shit right now. No, no, no one thing. I do, uh, I'm do. i going to blame this on White Sox coaching because you guys went off like an hour on how bad the organization is and has been. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Magical still is a terrible base runner. Yes. <laughs> we, we always <laughs> yes. drunk or we always like shit on guys <laughs> for having low baseball IQ. Nick Madrigal is like the dumbest base runner in baseball. that clip was so fun. They're holding him up and he just gets nailed by like 10 feet at the plate. So, like, I have terrible vision, but Willie Harris is literally right in front of you. For yeah. you White Sox fans wondering what Aldo <laughs> means by good, Nick Madrigal in 30 at bats right now is hitting 345 with uh OPS of 801. I mean, his slugging is going to be bad no matter what but the 345 I don't, I don't even think tim anderson had an ops last year no and he's already got nick's already got four rbis like his base running is still so the base running is terrible but as long as he keeps hitting line drives go for you it little guy. he's been inspired he got to see another person with the same physique uh get his day in the sun in ant-man the new ant-man movie he's fucking modok he's got those little baby legs you put him in little baby bjorn Run him around the bases a little bit, makes a little bit, but his 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 angles are bad. But the the guy I'm not going to should... slander my boy like Tim like that though. Hold on, Tim was hurt. He had that groin injury because he's out tapping ass. Oh, Ma- Madrigal, <laughs> oh, oh, how many how many how many people has uh, Madrigal impregnated? Yeah, have, look look up those stats. Heavy is the that we have to update that. Heavy is the that heavy is the head that wears the crown as the third best shortstop in Chicago. <clears throat> Nico. <clears throat> No, Nico. I mean, you can't argue with Nico. Nico's batting 347 right now. Like, no, like, no. Okay. So a lot of these numbers are inflated because they did just face the A's. Yeah. But that's, like, what, that's what good teams do. We decided when the White Sox were going high in 2021. And what do you do when you're a good team? You beat up on horseshit teams. teams. Yep. By the games. And Trey Mancini's <laughs> there too. And Trey. And <laughs> he's Mitch's part of favorite team, first baseman, <laughs> Trey Mancini. Hey, yeah, I was looking at boy, it. Your boy hit a homer today, though, Aldo. Eric, uh, Eric oh, you guys need another left. You guys need left-handed power, Mitch, Peter, Zoe, Mitch, or Eric Hosmer. Gets it for nothing. Gets a cheap hit on a dumper to the third baseman that should have been an error, and then hits a bomb. <laughs> like that's just wow. I mean, the Cubs would be in first place right now in the AL Central at eleven. Uh, uh, the Cubs are playing good. The, I'm telling you guys. I know you guys. Didn't believe it, and again, it is only what they're eleven and seventeen games. Yeah. The Cubs are good though. The the pitching, they have the number one pitching staff in the National League. Well, that's what I was going to say. The big number that stands out to me right now is the run differentials thirty nine plus thirty nine, yeah. mm-hmm. which the, I mean the Rays are is amazing. <laughs> the Rays are plus eighty three. <laughs> the Rangers are plus forty three, and then yeah, then it's the Cubs at plus thirty nine. Third best run differential in baseball. Stroman and Steele. Have mm-hmm. eight quality starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Hayden Wisniewski again. It's it might be the A's. He looked fabulous. Seven innings, seven strikeouts, no walks. 
love to the see o- that. The uh, Oakland everything, A's everything, everything that you want to see the Cubs do good, they're doing good. And, and, and the first and it does help when you see, you know, when you face, you know, the, the Mark Gray slump buster when 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 you got to break <laughs> yeah. out. You know, the athletics are basically a single A team, which is, you know, well, everybody at least licking their chops right now to face that three and 16 team and get get right. And if you can't get right against the athletics, then you have a problem, which is what we're talking. We've been talking about in our chat a lot. Now, it's I mean, if you can't get right against the A's, it's time for you. to It's time for someone else. And that you know, we're talking about Matt Mervis coming up now here soon. Uh, maybe by the Dodgers. I mean, the Dodgers have a two lefties going in the series, so it might not be optimal to bring him up for that series out of four. But I mean, his time's coming sooner than He's later. With lefties. Yep. First base. I hate when people say though it's just the eight. Like I know it is, but like especially with was was nasty. I mean, like, would you prefer he looked bad against the A's? Right. He did yeah, what yeah. he was supposed to yeah. do, and they're sure. at the end of the day, it's an MLB team, and he looked good. So, like, you can't use like, oh, it's just the A's. I'll correct you on that. That is not a fucking major league team right there. That is at best a Triple A team. I, I would venture to say at Triple A teams right now, I would say the Iowa Cubs beat the Oakland Athletics right now. This is how bad they are. They can't feel the ground. They double A Cubs. Yeah, they can't even feel the ground ball cleanly in the outfield right now. It's it, so, it's watching it is bad. Basically, I need you guys to fill me in. Of all time, what is this curse shit? Mike Clevenger got cursed. Oh, yeah, Mike what, what, I didn't. I thought you guys were like just let's pull up saying shit off the top let's of your head. Like, there's a girl, a witch, a lady on Twitter that claims she's a witch. And how did she? You, cur- could, like, you could go to like, Herb Lawrence's uh, Twitter page. He had. Yeah, it up. she showed Ooh, up to the game. Yeah, she showed up to the game through some dust. It could have been cocaine. We don't know what it was. Little pack on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was something. But uh, but yeah, he got cursed. Now now we're dealing with curses. She went down to the dugout and she was like, "I'm just here to curse my club." And All she right, had this on. video and she was like sprinkling cocaine. Just the, 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 wind, the wind picked up and it carried into the clubhouse and hit everybody apparently. So she she really she hexed everybody. She okay. Yeah, hold I mean, on. I, don't know, the, I think they would have played better with here, the ball. Here 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 here. here. You guys want to watch her video? Uh-oh. We'll see it. All right. Is Let me hold. She like does she look like a witch from like. Oh. Wizard of Oz, or she looked like a hot witch, like from like. That'll uh, be something for One-Eyed Willie to decide. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> All right, here you go. <laughs> Give it a second, because there we go. Oh, Ready? God. Oh, it's bad yeah, that's, just, man. that's the whole dugout right there, even in the Zumbas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're gonna curse, go to, go to the mound. Go do that. <laughs> like, to the front porch, maybe. I don't. Know. She hexed everybody. Just collateral damage here. Like that's yeah. uh, that's spray. That's the wind picks up. That's that's everywhere. That's yeah, just no. That's not good. How'd she get her cocaine into the ballpark? What the hell is security <laughs> doing? First of all, fanny packs are allowed. Much, fanny you can get pretty allowed. much anything you want into the White Sox game. That's not well, it takes long enough to get through security in the first exactly. place. What the hell are they checking for? Wouldn't it be the first time someone bought blow into to, to guaranteed rate field. It won't be the last. Oh, I did not. <laughs> I did not see that. That is wild shit. Oh, yeah. We're dealing yeah. with curses now. Oh, and for, first of all, she shouts out the baby mama, too. Like, this is for you. Like, she had a full agenda coming in there. Well, you guys had the Kane guy back in the playoffs. Yeah, in that guy was wait, a wait. fraud too. I don't, no I don't way, on record. Luke, is this serious? <laughs> yeah, is she really sitting that's in how, the one away. Oh man, yeah. that's how she was talking to Herb Lawrence. It, it makes sense why like seven guys have had performance issues over the last couple days since she. Tell her to hex uh, Eloy. Yeah. Get his back going. Yeah, he probably doesn't have a Joe Boo. We need her to. Yeah, get him she, going. 
Anyone know? Can she do like a opposite thing? Yeah. Like. Not Reverse a bad the curse? curse. Yeah, not a bad curse, but like a. I saw Hocus Pocus. That's a big book these witches have. I'm sure there's <laughs> yeah. like a positive curse yeah. in there. Too. I'm a Marvel fan. The Darkhold. The Darkhold yeah. is nothing to fuck with. Why the fuck didn't she just turn him into a mouse? Fuck. Like it would have been much easier. Just turn him into a mouse and he can't pitch. Like yeah, he get arrested for that. That's a felony in some states. All right. Only to turn someone into a mouse. So, laws. Does, can I hire this woman? Like, can oh, I send yeah. her up She's to Minnesota? Twitter. You could DM her. Slide into those witch DMs. I might. I don't know if I want to get in that world though. That 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 makes me nervous. I wouldn't do it. I'd use a burner. You at least have yeah. to use a burner for that. Yeah, and that makes me nervous. You go to her DMs and you actually get back what it looks like to be colder than a witch's titty. I mean that that makes me nervous to get into that dark magic dark, world. Yeah, Even well, though do you I'm, want the socks to win or not, though. I, I think I would do a GoFundMe to send her up to Minnesota to just curse the twins. We need a GoFundMe for Jake Berger's kid, yep. and now we need a GoFundMe for a yeah. witch. Yeah. All right, we got to get this thing cooking here. But like cool. I said, think outside the box. That's what we have to do nowadays. Yeah. Lord okay. knows Rick Hahn's not paying for witches. <laughs> God forbid we buy a reliever. Jerry's not opening the checkbook for a there's, witch. There's gotta... no witches in the budget. Come on now. <laughs> you know God. Apparently, we have a local witch expert in the chat here missy carroll missy was outside behavior. uh i can't believe i i missed that all today i missed all that shit today that's wild dude that just completely caught me off guard hey alder remember the goat <laughs> you're on the goat no uh, maybe maybe you guys get into some goat sacrifice yeah we've been we know what this curse thing is it's not a first time like this is I am very interested in all of this shit now. <laughs> like she has my full attention. I know all the stuff they're harmless. How it apparently isn't harmless because he got his shit rocked. Yeah, no, he looked he looked he had been looking decent for a number five pitcher. Yes. Um, he was <laughs> what we thought he was, but he was fine. Not today. Yeah. Not after that, which by the way, I, I know this is this is gonna be very stereotypical, but the Latin guys do believe in shit like that. So, I mean, oh, yeah, Eloy, bruja. she's a bruja for sure. Yeah, Eloy is definitely like, five. fuck. See, now what, what we need, now? <laughs> and this is going to this is gonna be really niche, so no one's going to understand this. Now we need a bunch of abuelas to come around with a candle and some eggs yes. and bring the huevos. Oh, I got you, and, Peter. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, and, whoa, and, whoa, <laughs> whoa. First of all, I watched Encanto. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> let's, let's, let's stop right go. there. There we go. So, yeah, yeah now well, we yeah. need to reverse the curse. Missy, I mean, you, you can't bring that magic to Wrigley because it already has been protected by apotropaic magic. Um, so it's it's already I, I googled. And that dead shit growing on the outfield will probably catch any powder you're trying to sprinkle on there. That's right. You know, I learned my lesson at Wrigley one time when I was in high school. I took I took a fucking leaf from the ivy home and I put it in a thing that I would wear in my pocket in my baseball pants during games, and I went oh for like 14. So then I brought it back to Wrigley. Yeah, cursed too. It back in the ivy and then went on tear again. So there's some stuff there. It's some there's some juju. So is Bruja is that a witch? That's how that's you say Spanish witch? for witch. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Bruja and Luke, you change the name to Bruja Luke. Bruja. <laughs> Bruja Luke. I love that. Bruja Luke. Yeah. I mean, she did her thing, and Clevenger went out against the Phillies, and he only lasted three innings, gave up six hits, three earned runs, only struck out one. Threw 75 pitches in three innings. Like, not great. I think he threw 41 in that third inning. 
He's yeah. got that every other start thing going. First start, five scoreless innings. Got lit up against the Pirates, second start. Next start, six scoreless innings. Got lit up now against the Phillies. So, logically speaking, next start, I'll next probably have to throw well. Unless this witch thing works. So, I mean, we'll What see. if she travels? She might travel with him. Uh-oh. Well, I think she does him. travel. because She's going to follow him around like the Grateful Dead and just <laughs> keep cursing him. If some like guy has that to get though, are we going to be upset if it's Clevenger, though? No. I mean, nah, I mean, yeah. yeah that's, if it's got to be someone, might as well. But I mean, <laughs> the thing that is this, she had the Cincinnati Reds jacket on. So she yeah. had, like, no skin in this game. She just came here. To just yeah, you know, that was like purely Clevenger. to curse. Yeah. Purely yeah. To curse. Well, in Ohio, they do have a lot of those those foreign yeah. substances down there. So it's probably where she got her and witch. Since, I mean, Cincinnati is basically the South. So <laughs> who knows what's going on over there? They put chili on spaghetti. Speaking of drugs, have you ever okay. heard of Trank? <laughs> I had to do a story on this shit. It's like a horse tranquilizer that people are like mixing with fentanyl up, now, bro, and it like turns you into a zombie. <laughs> I'm so happy that that happened on accident, too. When people are trying to take your drugs away, that's the face you make. That was a professional, professional transition. <laughs> gank, gank your trank. No, so they're giving me all the drug topics. First was the Delta Eight, and then I do one on trank. But since we're speaking about drugs, this thing is like messed up. They mix it with like fentanyl and cocaine. It's like used for like horses and stuff to like help like sedate them or whatever. But like it turns you into a zombie. It rots your skin and it makes you all sleepy. So they like nickname it the zombie drug. So people are walking around, mostly in Ohio. Let's be honest here, looking like zombies because so like that salt. That salt. Yeah, it wasn't like that. Kinda, yeah. Yeah, like crocodile. Wasn't that the thing? Crocodile. Down in yeah. Miami, like yeah, five they, years ago, they they were like, turning people, people were like into trying zombies. To, yeah, people were trying to eat yeah. people and shit. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, so were you still down there when all that shit no, was happening? Or were I, was, you out? I was out by then. That's only like five I or six bath salts like five or six times. <laughs> oh, bath salts. <laughs> Drugs are bad. Okay. Okay. Clevenger didn't get his mushrooms. Okay. But that is, I can't believe that lady fucking cursed this shit. <laughs> you know. You could have her go to a NASCAR race. (laughs) There you go. Hired NASCAR minute, wired drug story minute. They're one and the same. If you're talking about NASCAR for a minute on a baseball podcast, I mean, let's be honest. That's true. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty. I can't talk about the White Sox anymore tonight. I'm, I'm about to crawl into this bottle and just cry a little bit. And then I'm probably going to play MLB The Show and turn it on Rookie and be the White Sox and just beat Team 62 to nothing. Hell yeah. To, you should live stream that so we could all cheer up a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. To, to feel good about something. But well, shit. Luis Robert is living up to his potential after all. But you know what I need? <laughs> Eloy, 74 home runs. I was going to say, Zoe, need... Zoe, the last time you shared something from MLB The Show and the White Sox, everybody got hurt. That's, That's true. true. That is true. Can't do that. Video anymore. games are too realistic now. Yeah, man, now we got witches and shit. That is fucking wild. I'm sorry, I can't get over this. That this lady fucking traveled to Chicago to put a curse on this shit. Like, I do need more witch talk, Jack. I need. Yeah, well, the guy that had a near five ERA last year, you know, it's so shocking that he pitched poorly once again in a hitter's ballpark. You know, I know, but like she had it's a little. The witch's was... fault, Mitch. Yes, it's the witch's right. fault, Mitch. And I thought it was a, I thought it was a prescription bottle she was pulling the shit out of, but I, <laughs> that's an official like witch spell case that she was pulling that shit out of. Fuck, I don't like this at all. Like you know, she has a big cauldron at her house. But yeah, you know, like her favorite song is "Double Double Toil and Trouble." This is, I don't. This, I mean, this is bad news, guys. Uh, for, forget about uh, the ground ball percentage, the chase rates. 
the 2023 Red Sox are cursed now. It's over. This is just I'm bad sorry. juju. Well, she only cursed one guy, which is we got that going. It's for rubbing her. off though. But yeah, we don't know how contagious Jake Berg, this is. Jake Berg is how, the only one to me who's immune. How, ac- how accurate are curses? Like, does it have like a buckshot? Does it like know, spray? And, like, last, anybody... uh, like she put it all 50, over that dugout. Years. Like every player walked underneath where she threw that down. <laughs> yeah. I am deeply concerned right this now. This is why Grafol keeps going to Deke, man. I am. Some <laughs> massive truth here. Massive truth, my man, Jack. Because yes, the one thing that can ward off a witch's spell is is his Hank in his headphones. Hold on, I'm getting there. Yeah. This yeah. is our only hope. You can't get through. Nope. You can't get through his protective spell. Oh boy. I think I think we need to take a take a break. I need and what I need right now, and Peter, I know this is your first time, but it's time for NASCAR Minute with NASCAR Mitch. Well, they say pressure creates diamonds, and I'm not going to lie. The pressure's kind of on because first, uh, Peter, during the 108 tournament, you guys were uh, doing a parody of the NASCAR Minute, and nope. it was fucking hilarious. And then last week, I was out. Zoe comes in, and once again, it was great. Like, the streets are saying it's the best NASCAR Minute. So I'm like, all right, pressure's on. I really got to step up my game this week. Last week, we had Bristol Dirt Electric. This week, the race sucked ass. It was horrible. Now, First thing with this race was uh, NASCAR, you know, they forgot to tell everyone that Chase Elliott was back. They had commercials for this guy because he broke his leg snowboarding, if you do recall. So this is his first week back, and NASCAR made sure to let everyone know they had commercials about him. They sent emails about him. I even got a damn text message from NASCAR about Chase Elliott being back. This guy, I, I, I can't understand why he's popular. I've said it once. I'll say it again. Like, he has the personality of a wet napkin. He was on the... Uh, um, Pat uh, McAfee show. And I'm not usually not a Pat McAfee guy. You know, he's basically Aaron Rodgers state media. So I ain't about that. But, you know, Chase Elliott's on there. I'm like, all right, I'm going to give it a listen. And Pat McAfee's trying to hype up the sport. Chase Elliott, terrible job doing it. And Pat McAfee's like, yeah, you know, you guys, like, most people don't think NASCAR drivers are athletes. Like, you know, I I don't think that's true. And he's giving a bunch of examples trying to hype him up. And Chase's like, well, you know, I've seen some of our guys dribble basketball i don't think we're really all athletes i'm like chase what the hell are you doing i cannot stand this man he's off but anyway he's back the race was at martinsville short track racing the only way you can pass is by bumping guys out of the way my guy daniel suarez he finished second he nearly missed out on the pole ryan priest won the pole ryan peace priest had the fastest car all day he, he led every lap in stage one so it looked like uh oh ryan priest is gonna run away with this thing it's hard to pass as it is but he got a speeding penalty on pit road, had to move to the back of the field. That killed his day. It was hard to pass, like we mentioned. Joey Logano almost got lapped in the first couple stages. We're like, what the hell's going on with Joey? Finally, third stage comes along. Caution comes out, so half these guys pit. Joey stayed out on old tires. And because it was so hard to pass, Joey went from being almost lapped in the first stage to he's leading the race. So here comes Kyle Larson. He's in his cheating Hendrick Motorsports car, which had all the penalties, if you recall. You probably don't, but that's okay. He comes running up the field because uh, Larson's on the older tire, or um, uh, Logano's on the older tires. Uh, He gets passed by uh, Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson wins the Martinsville race. It was single file most of the time. It was impossible to pass. Daniel Swartz sunk like a rock from second all the way down to like 19th, and and Chase Elliott was back. So overall, it was a terrible day at the track. 
waste of a Sunday. I tried to find solace in the White Sox, but they lost. So, you know, hopefully we can regroup. Talladega's coming up this week. Super Speedway. So we'll have a better NASCAR Minute, a little bit more action, and they won't be shoving Chase Elliott down our throat. That's your NASCAR Minute. This Padres pitch is shitting bricks right now. Why? Because Danny fucking Burgess is up and back. Guy just ordered Shake Shack straight to the dugout. He's Oh, by the way, I, I got you. You still have to have your punishment here. You think you're getting out of watching a NASCAR race? This I didn't year. think I was getting out of shit. I know <laughs> I was going to get out of shit. Here's what I propose to make it interesting for everyone. I think we got to do a playback for a NASCAR race. We'll get me, you, maybe Alex Rude, and we'll get Yad Dog on there, and we'll really make you suffer listening to us talk about NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> shit. I don't know if I can listen to him say "Yeah, Dog" 57 million times in a. Four hour That's the punishment, though. Oh, then, don't worry. His internet will cut out. Right, well, we got it. All right. Maybe we don't have the odd dog. Well, I think we should get him on, by the way. But if not, you know, we got to do a we got to do a playback or something. We gotta we gotta we gotta capture this spectacle. Talladega is a good one, super speedway. But I can pick a different one too. We'll find what the schedule works. But where I think we we're gonna have on, to document uh, this. Where did we land on if I'm able to drink or not? No, because you were so. I think we can't. I think we can make an exception. <laughs> So we're NASCAR. That's like sacrilegious. Yeah, yeah. it is sacrilegious. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. You gotta be drunk. I forgot. It's part what of the experience. Why, why was the bet even made? What? What? I said that Carlos Correa would be on the Mets. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Oh. Man. oh man. Coca-Cola 600. We can't do, which was the oh, initial oh. one, because I think I'm going to the Indy 500 this year, and it's the same day. So we'll have to pick a different one. But I'll find a good one for you. We'll get a playback going or something. What's we around gotta... July? Or no? Let's see. Well, because there's not many, there's no, there's no Sunday off. Well, so would you? I'll give you, I'll give you some options. Would you rather have a super speedway? Would you have rather have like a mile and a half intermediate track, or would you rather have a road course? Like I know what all those words mean individually, <laughs> but when you put them together like that and say it like that, that doesn't. I don't know what the difference okay. is. A, we'll break it down. Well, a, give me super the speedway. How long are these things? They're all long. They're, They're all long. Yeah, it's They're just all a different long. way. They're getting there. <laughs> Two, yeah, you're gonna have to block out about three hours. Most of the races last about two and a half. All right, depends how many cautions there are. Like this week, there was no cautions, which is nice because it was racing, but because it was so hard to pass, like just watching a parade basically for two hours. Peter, what I'm thinking is I'm just gonna bring my laptop up to Valley. Oh, that's great. I might join you. Yeah, and I'll just sit at Valley. And then, uh, yeah, I can just have people come in, you know, come into the the, the broadcast with me because we, yeah, we have a pretty strong White Sox Twitter contingent in the hills. Yeah, the hills are strong. So, the problem is, though, we don't know about that. The Valley, they're going to have that Telemundo Internet. Yes, I, don't, I can't imagine them being <laughs> too sharp with their. their I, might to, I might have to do the, the, the hot spot. Mitch, yeah. how, how many how many laps is the average race? So this last one was, ooh, that's that's a good question. Uh, I think, well, I think. So that last guy's one, the, the four hundred miles. So it was about. I want to say three hundred about a quarter. It depends on the track. If I'm being honest, it's more about the miles than it is the last. Because like Talladega is like five hundred miles. It's like yeah. it's a lot of laps on paper, but each lap only takes about like. 
30 which, seconds. Which so. one has the highest probability of them all just getting in a car accident in like the first 10 laps? Super, super Speedway. Yeah, the right. big that's one. That's the biggest wild card known. race because anyone can win a Super Speedway. So like Talladega, Daytona. Yeah, like, and that's where they're going the fastest too. And then so whatever whatever one that we're doing, I'm going to need to talk to you before I because I'm going to need to bet on it to have some stake in this game too. So that'll really pique the interest. Free tip of the week, because it's a super speedway, you always bet on a Ford. You're usually going to get good odds. Fords are usually really good in the super speedways. Like the That's number four? Ford, the car starting in the four spot. Ford this week at Talladega. Like Ford the number is the car or F the car starting in the four spot? F-O-R-D. No, it's in the manufacturer. Ford. Oh, Ford. I thought you were saying Ford. A Ford. Yeah. If you Ford. want like Because betting drivers to win is so hard. Like You're going to get good odds on almost all of them. So you Brad Keselowski or Joey Logano, Ford oh. driver. They're usually good at super speedways. Missy, you've never been to primetime? Girl. Yeah. No, so how I'm many push lights can Mailman you put Jack. down? Primetime, hell yeah. How many yeah. push lights can you put down in three hours? How many bush lights? Yeah. Shoot. Three hours. I mean, that's easy. A 30. That's a 30 rack. Easy. All right. So we can do. No, like, I will buy like you a beer. Kevin Harvick hat. You can wear a bush light Kevin Harvick hat, and we'll have ourselves a day on this playback. You can do like Make a, a drinking game out of it. Peter can join you. I'm I, a, I, who's the, who's the Jordan the, guys? I'm, I'm a Jordan driver. That's uh Denny that's, Hamlin is the yes. owner of that team. Bubba Wallace and yeah. um Bubba I'm Wallace is like guys. their main guy, and then uh Tyler Reddick too. Who Tyler Reddick last year was sponsored by Guaranteed Rates, so some White Sox connections. Now he's driving for Jordan. Nah, they're Keith Curse now. We can't right, have that. So Bubba Wallace would be your guy then. He's the Jordan right. driver. Yep. Um, where was I gonna go with this? You can go like a beer every sixteen miles though. Well, and so then here, well, but I should I should have preferenced that although like. Five years ago, Zoe could have probably knocked a thirty rack down in three hours. I don't really drink beer anymore. Ah, okay. Well, the last time I the last time I drank beer was at one of the Chicago sports bums fantastic tailgates, the whiskey at Comiskey, like that free plug bud. And <laughs> but like when I'm sitting around at home and stuff, it it's I go with the brown. Will there be more whiskey at Comiskey's? I'm coming up. Uh, oh for yeah, a they, couple they games. put out the oh, whole schedule. Peter, tell everybody schedule. about that. There's a full schedule out on the internet and uh, on our Twitter and Instagram. I got it right here, actually. The next one is uh, May 13th. It's uh, Saturday against Houston Astros. Six six fifteen first pitch. We're usually in lot B, three and a half hours. As long as they let us, when they let us in, we're in. So um, you know, two and a half hours before our first pitch, we're we're gonna be all set up. Ready to go. Beers, food, bourbon. It'll be fun times. Everyone's welcome. Um, it's it's been fun so far this year, and we're gonna have uh, at least five more. I had an absolute blast. Mitch, when are you coming in for when's NASCAR night? I will be up for all three games of the series the week of NASCAR night, which is a Friday. I want to say I think that is June twenty third. Is that on we'll the schedule? There. June 23rd yeah. and 24th, I will be at the ballpark. There you go. That's yep. on the Whis schedule, Mitch. All right. I will be there. 624. I don't know if you want to change your advertising there, Peter, but you can advertise special appearance by NASCAR Mitch. <laughs> that will tank the I mean, ratings. Yes. Do not advertise that. Hell but NASCAR yeah. Mitch will be there. <laughs> I'm just saying. Although, we got a new bum, Dougie Freshness. He's still pissed at NASCAR. Mitch got him out of the 108 tournament. Ooh. That's where they buried oh, the that. I ain't gonna lie. Dougie had some good shit the entire nah, tournament. That was a war. Absolute war. Yep. And all the endorsements, too. Yeah. Right? They're all against me. Everyone hates NASCAR. Fun. Fun. <laughs> Hold on. I think I'm gonna find I think I found a picture of Dougie and <laughs> Mitch. When they see each other at Whiskey and Comiskey, I just need to get it in loaded here. But yeah, you can bury the hatchet. You guys can swap oh, war stories. 
You know, it'll be good. Yeah, beer chug. Oh. Dougie's been chugging those beers. Oh, oh. you're gonna have to pra- you're gonna have to start practicing, buddy. Oh. Um, Maybe in Oklahoma. Dougie, no, he's good, but you know, I think I'm not, I'm not saying it's gonna be as good as Dougie, but you know, I can hold my own a little bit. We're talking to a president of a fraternity here. I was working with a bunch oh. of savages for four years. So, yeah, I can chug a beer or two. Yeah, but the fraternity is probably drinking, uh, you know, like Natty Light, not uh, oil can. Oh, come on, we're balling <laughs> on a party. <laughs> Yeah, Dougie and Mitch, 624, lot yeah. B. Burying the beefs. Burying the beef. Yeah. Be there. If you're not there, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm going to have to make plans. I'm going to have to get to that one for sure because that's a I can't miss that. But thank you very much, Peter, for joining us. Everybody that's listening, you. still in, make sure you watch Chicago Sports Bum on Monday nights. Uh, check out Peter's Bourbon Series on YouTube. The man's a content machine. He just puts out good shit. All you guys over there at Chicago Sports Bums, very entertaining, very good at content. Uh, love the addition of Dougie. Dougie constantly makes me laugh. And like Fitz says, the guy chugs beers that you're not supposed to chug we'll just put it that way and it's it gives me heartburn watching most of them but uh (laughs) thank you i had a i had a blast and and i can't thank you guys enough both fids and so you guys have been supportive of us from the jump um so i appreciate it greatly and this was a blast so uh this is why I braved um, having um, uh, eye surgery. I, I could not let you come on our show and, and this not just. Whopper, I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Junior double champion. I mean, real taste with perfect toppers. I rule this day. You pass it on. Some, some final shout outs again. Shout out to Missy Carroll for helping boost our female demographics for listeners on the show. Um, also, oh, we didn't even get into it. Fuck, I wanted to talk about it, but it's too late now. I want to talk about the WD-40 gate because I'm well, on your side, Peter. It's not too late for it. Thank you. You yeah, already I brought it up. Time. You can't yeah. be kids, teased. Kids, yeah. Yeah. Nah, kids are asleep. I'm, yeah. I got nothing right. but time. So for those of you that don't know, <laughs> on Chicago Sports Bomb, Peter brought up that when he goes to Jewel, which happens to be my Jewel as well, yep. sometimes he gets the squeaky cart and he goes into the hardware section, takes a little WD-40, get a little spruce, spritz spritz, and now it's not a squeaky cart anymore. And all of a sudden, people started coming at him like, you're a criminal. Doing the Lord's work. I think he's just doing, I mean, one, the squeaky cart's terrible. Because the whole time you're walking through Jewel, you feel like everyone's staring at you. Like, look at this Nobody wants a squeaky cart. Nope. It's t- Second of all, who buys a can of WD-40? He's like, um, excuse me, this can was supposed to have 67 sprays in it. I only got 64. No one. Yeah. No one knows. No one's going to know. It's if I didn't say anything, crime. no, I don't ever know. I'm calling myself shopping cart Robin Hood, and that's what I feel like. I'm going to keep yeah. doing it. I like it. I like it because it's it's like punching someone in the dark. It's a victimless crime. No one knows what's going on. I mean, seriously, if someone could get in the comments right now and accurately tell me how many sprays of WD-40 you should get in a full can, my argument's null and void. Nobody knows. I will say, now I'm going to take that argument away from them. I got a cart heart fanny pack. I'm going to put a mini bottle from my own that I got in my garage and I'm bringing my own with WD 40. It's no sweat off my back. I'm no, doing it's this for free. Out. It's literally BYO WD 40. Yeah. 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 That's, I mean, the jewels, the jewels, I love the jewels, but they're not fixing their carts. Those squeaky no. ass things have been squeaky for since 93. <laughs> no, they're not. Speaking of jewels, as a former deli worker, the jewel cooks a mean bird. 
Fried chicken. Oh no, chicken yeah. is yeah. to die for. But chicken chicken Mondays? Hell yeah. Uh, With so WD forty? Maybe. Maybe. Glazed. Uh, if, I have to glazed. <laughs> if I gotta sit through another if I have to watch chicken, that's a Monday well spent. If I gotta watch the White Sox playing in Tampa Bay all weekend, I might be spraying some WD forty on that chicken. <laughs> but no, don't don't let any of these people bring it down. You're doing uh, not even fantastic not even. right there. Next Appreciate thing I need it. you to do is take a little spritz of that WD forty. You know the kids' cards that look like cars. Oh, those things are. I mean, they're. I, I like to consider myself a handyman. Those yeah. things are beyond repair. My daughter <laughs> wants to go into those. There's a taxi. Yeah. There's a pink one. There's yeah. a there's a fire truck. They all run like shit. Uh, those yeah. need to be put down the pasture. They need to be junked. Junkyard for those. Much I can't like fix DJ those. Much McLeod's car. Yeah, Baby, I yeah. can't fix those. Baby Zoe loves that shit, but yeah, yeah my daughter's they're, they're the same brutal. way. Yeah, that thing is squeaky beyond. And why repair. would you have a cart that's the exact size of the doorway? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, Not only that, you get looks going down the aisle because oh, they're about time. as wide as two carts. Everyone going the other way is like, I'm not turning around. I got a kid. I got a full thing of groceries. I'm not going the other way. You turn around. Mm-hmm. That thing is, uh, you need a wide load sign in front of it. I'm going to need someone to frame this comment from Jack. The beauty is using the man's lube. I don't know why. I like that, Jack. It's very poetic. It's like but... Bubbles from uh, Trailer Park Boys. Wasn't he fixing up the carts? <laughs> yeah, he would steal the carts and fix them up and then sell them back to the grocery store. Yeah, with gold mine. That, that's what you have to start oh, doing. Know. If you no, take that's them a racket. Tools, I like sell that. Them back. That is a racket. Billable yeah. hours. I just wanted to get that out there because that debate, and it got heated. Oh, yeah. On, on late night, I literally laid down to go to sleep. On Monday night, because it was after your show, and I think it was Missy or someone brought it up on Twitter. I saw it, and I was like, "What? Why are people coming at this guy?" This is oh awesome. no, Beefloaf! Beefloaf wants me at like Guantanamo for stealing a little <laughs> sprays of, of WD forty. <laughs> but I, I told him he's the man, so obviously he's yeah. gonna side with corporate. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I mean, he is an accountant. He's a bean counter, so that would make sense that he would be worried about. Yeah, he's he's looking for the bottom line. I, I'm I'm onto him. Yeah, Beefloaf likely Chase Elliott fan. Just don't. Ooh, whoa, we're not getting down like that. I don't really know what that means, but <laughs> the way your tone, <laughs> your tone was all wrong. You're coming at my guy all wrong, wrong tone. But, I got. I'm looking at the comments right now. Mailman Jack, bring that me out a lot. B, I'll, I'll lube it right up. <laughs> I. There's so many jokes here. I work in the bank. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of lube talk going oh, yeah. on right oh, now. Yeah. Folks. This is ten wheels after hours, baby. Yeah. It's not, it's not my first rodeo. A lot of lube. Um, You've yeah, seen I, the videos. Yeah. I I just had to get. <laughs> 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 I, I just had to get that out there. I needed that I official it. on a show recorded that I am team fix the squeaky wheel at Jewel. You're team lube. I am team. I'm pro lube. Let's put it that I'm pro lube. Print the shirts, Fids. I'm pro lube. That'll be We're a on the right hit. side of history. Let it be known. I think so. I feel like <laughs> I am. I really feel like I am. People didn't uh, like Robin Hood at first, but years later, they're making movies about constant movies, like too many movies. I think there's another one coming out. Oh, there's another Peter Pan coming out. Yeah, Peter Pan. Yeah. But history is written by the Lubers. So, you know, keep on keeping on. That's the jewels in question, Mailman Jack. That's the jewels we're talking about right now. Yeah, 95th and Roberts. Yep. No squeaky carts there. Heard there's not a door on the Planet Fitness in the parking lot, but that's a, a different story for a different time. <laughs> oh, shit. But 
All right. Well, thank you, Peter. We appreciate you coming no, on. Thank show. you guys. I had a blast. Uh, and, I had a blast. So thank you guys. Yep. Any, uh, anytime you want, we'll figure it out. Uh, so for NASCAR, Mitch, one-eyed Willie, my guy, Aldo, I'm Zo. We'll see you guys next week. Hopefully the White Sox aren't as terrible. This Padres bitch is shitting bricks right now. Why? Because Danny fucking Burgess is up and back. Guy just started Shake Shack straight to the dugout. Free build of the favorites. We here for the latest. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantes so or the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy.